Hey everyone, welcome back to the Keep Watching Podcast, where we decide what to watch so you don't have to. I'm James. And I'm Sarah. And today we're going to be talking about The Devil's Game. Not quite, The Devil's Plan, The right? Devil's Plan. I always think, <laughs> in my head it should be called The Devil's Game. I don't know why it's called The Devil's Plan, actually. Yeah, I don't know what the plan is, but there are a lot of games, <laughs> so maybe it should be The Devil's Game. <laughs> yeah. I'd actually write down, like the lore that they go through in the beginning of the show did you <laughs> no it is maybe that actually explains <laughs> why it's a plan and not a game okay uh, i'm not sure i just like that this is episode 66 and we're just 600 episodes away from this being a fun coincidental <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah we're uh we're finally moving away from transit love 2 slash heart single 4 yes also if, if people can't tell yet my voice is not fully with me right now but we're <laughs> you're pushing trying through. though <laughs> we're pushing through and doing the podcast anyway um i think i can make it but yeah th- thanks for the comments as always from people mm-hmm. yeah that uh listen to the after signal heart signal four podcast well that was a long episode though <laughs> it was it was a very long episode <laughs> Will this episode be shorter or longer than that, Sarah? Oh, definitely shorter than that. It's only about two episodes of television, I think. I think we'll be fine. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, we're just going to move right right along and get into this. Uh, Actually, do you want to talk? We used to do this all the time. Do you want to talk about what we've been watching and any recommendations? (laughs) Oh, yeah, sure. Um, I have been watching on your nemesis, Apple TV Plus, um, Lessons in Chemistry which has been pretty good. Oh. It has um, Captain Marvel's in it as a chemist back in the day when everyone's sexist and it's hard for her to be a chemist and she is on her way to running a cooking show. I'm not really sure. Oh. I don't know. It's It's been a good time so far, although it did make me cry real hard and I'm only four episodes in, but I've, I've been enjoying it. Okay. Wait, I'm pretty sure uh, Captain... Wait, did you say Captain Marvel or Captain America? Captain Marvel. Oh, okay. I was going to say, Captain America just isn't like some Netflix movie about like this painkiller business or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. I guess technically also chemists are in that too. <laughs> yeah, I've been watching a show we already talked about on this podcast again. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was just really in the mood to watch Money Heist again. <laughs> <laughs> I still have not watched, watched the rest it? of oh. it. I haven't watched anything except what we talked about on the show. If people like like drama TV... I I don't like Travel TV, but Buddy Heist just does it for me for some reason. I don't know what it is. <laughs> but yeah, I went back. I watched like the there's like two heists over the course of like the f- the five parts, and I watched the the second heist again. Um, it's so it's such a weird combination of like like it's a heist movie, so it's got like Ocean's Eleven vibes, and then it's all uh-huh. but it's also like a Spanish soap opera like kind of twists <laughs> mm, okay in the middle of it yeah but it's yeah, like yeah. not like filmed like a soap opera but it feels yeah yeah like yeah they, i don't know it's like the romantic relationships of all the characters is like crazy like it's ridiculous to the point of like it's almost comedic to me but it's like mm-hmm. yeah it's so it's got like a lot of like love triangle action going on in it which i like like <laughs> i usually like in like the anime that i watch i love like the love yeah. triangle stuff but it's like in this ice like intense action drama thriller yeah, like yeah. it's i don't a know a time when you should not be worried about a love triangle like, it's not actually <laughs> funny it's just like it's just kind of funny to me i don't know i, I yeah. like it it's like so over the top that i like it 
Whereas like most drama is, <laughs> I feel like I'm just like, yeah, it's just a silly drama. But mm, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Somebody like it. So yeah, I still highly recommend Money Heist. I'll get back to it one of these days. I, I really will. <laughs> Honestly, like whenever I'm in the mood for something like that, I just like can't think of anything else that I like. So I just watch Money Heist. <laughs> so that's, I guess how it's been. It's a nice go-to. Yeah. Um, And then I, I have a recommendation specifically for you, Sarah. Oh, and then maybe people that like what Sarah likes <laughs> might also okay. like this. Uh, it's called uh, Captain Laserhawk. Captain Laserhawk. I feel like I've heard of this. It's on Netflix. The subtitle is a Blood Dragon remix, which I don't know why it's called. It it has that on it, but it's it's an animated show. Okay, but not an anime. But not anime. Yeah, it's a dystopian future. Okay. Cyberpunk. Okay. Quirky video game references. Okay. And has queer relationships. Oh, there you go. I was like, I think I heard of this, and I think there are queer people in it, and that's as far as I got. Yeah. Which is, yeah, you nailed it. That's my jam. <laughs> All right. All right, I'll have to it's check only, it out. It's only like six episodes. I will check that out before Money Heist. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's a podcast show, but I don't know. If people want to watch that along with Sarah, go ahead. <laughs> if when Sarah watches it, you'll mention it on the podcast, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell us definitely. what you think. Okay, okay. Or if anybody manages to watch it before I do, leave us yeah. a comment. If let somebody watches think. it and thinks Sarah, all Sarah would also like it, let her know. All right, that's all I got. I'm ready for the Devil's Plan. Yeah, let's go. So, Devil's Plan is an also a Netflix show. Yes, also a Korean show. <laughs> yeah, Korean competitive reality TV show. Net, the Netflix blurb is 12 contestants face off in a game of wit, strategy, and wisdom over six nights and seven days. Who will be crowned the ultimate victor? And basically, if anybody's familiar with the show The Genius, which is another Korean competitive reality show, it's like the same producer as that mm. show. And the premise is pretty similar. Yeah, it's very similar. Almost like it's it should basically just be like a sequel show to The Genius. But The Genius yeah. was never on Netflix. It was just like a Korea-only show yeah and they didn't live there so they'd come in once a week yeah um, people would get eliminated once a week and that's pretty much it other than that it's insane <laughs> i've only watched the first two episodes sarah's gone further and we're going to talk about the first two episodes today um but in my opinion they kind of just like took what wasn't great about the genius and made it better yeah i agree and that's what we have here so I'm a huge fan of the show. This is like, well, this genre of competitive rally TV, but specifically like this social strategy plus having to use your wits basically is like mm -hmm. probably like right in the sweet spot for yeah, this content I like. Specifically targets like it's supposed to be smart people on the show figuring out like tricky sort of puzzles, problems, games that require a lot of thinking. So nothing... That's too reliant on luck. Yeah. I mean, there definitely is some luck involved for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, um, yeah, when I first watched this, actually, I, I watched the first two episodes and then I recommended it to you. I, mm -hmm. I had this, like, when I wasn't paying attention as much as I was when I watched it for the podcast, I had this idea that, like, oh, all these people had, like, some credentials that made them, like, appear, at least on their resume, to be smart. Yeah, but like, act but then actually watching it the second time, I was like, oh, some of them do, but some of them definitely don't. Like, yeah, yeah, like they're clearly good at what they do, but it's not necessarily like their wits that 
Mm -hmm. they got them where they were yeah okay right <laughs> so it's it's but that but the genius was the same way it's like mostly celebrities and then um some more minor celebrities like professional yeah. poker players or stuff like that yeah but a poker player is like wits yeah yeah or like a pro gamer although mm -hmm. gamers in korea are celebrities so <laughs> but then there's like some random people which I feel like they must have got, we're going to find out, like, they must have gotten the show through some, like, they had some level of credentials to get them there, but. Yeah, there um, was, um, they alluded to, like, they, they put out a, a casting call and there were, like, tests you had to take to get yeah, on. Yeah, like, Jeopardy style quiz, like, yeah, exams yeah. that you could take, basically. But yeah, let's get into it. Yeah. How do you, how do you want to do this? Let, do you want, do you want to like, go through. I have like the basic rules of this. Do you want to do the basic rules before Let's we do the basic rules okay. first? They they introduced the contestants to us before the basic rules, but let's do the basic rules. Yeah. There's there's gonna be twelve contestants. Okay, so everybody starts with a bag that has a piece in it. Basically a piece is kind of your currency in the game. Yeah. And the, the one piece. They start we'll start with the one piece here. Yes, yes. The <laughs> one piece. Okay. Um <laughs> And then they're going to, every day, they're going to play, uh, oh, what's it called? A main match in the morning, or I guess it's in the afternoon because they allow them to sleep in. Um, and based on the results of that, they're either going to win or lose pieces. And then in the evening, there is a prize match where they're all working together in order to, if they succeed, they put more money in the ending prize pool for once the show is over. Mm -hmm. The prize pool starts at zero, right? Yes, and okay. it can go as high as 500 million won. Yeah, which is somewhere in the ballpark of like... Half a million dollars, a little bit less. The, the shortcut I always use for converting won to USD is just take off three zeros. And it's going to be more than it is in USD, but it's at least close enough in the area. that Whatever the conversion I looked up made it like just under 400k as of now but i don't know what it was yeah, yeah. so i did, i would say somewhere in the ballpark of 300k to 500k is about like somewhere in there so it, it's a decent yeah, price yeah. yeah for a seven day show that's a that's definitely decent money yeah if they can get it that high <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i don't know what they will so in this episode there actually is no losing of pieces in the main match but i since you watched ahead is that how people lose pieces in the future yes okay yes by coming in, like, the last three spots, they'll lose different amounts of pieces. Okay. And at any time, if somebody loses all of their pieces, uh, they are disqualified immediately and have to, like, leave. They're they're off the show. Escorted off the premises. What the premises is what they <laughs> say. Yeah. yeah. And then at some point, which we don't know, I don't think you've gotten this far, it's just going to be, like, the last main match, I guess. Mm, yeah, and the last I'm not prize sure match. the end works. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to do, like five main matches and five prize matches or what it is but whoever has like whichever players have the most pieces the two players with the most pieces at that time will go to the final round together and play some sort of head-to-head -head. so yes. the pieces are important in this game for making it to the end whereas like in the genius the previous show like you were just trying to survive every week and it didn't really matter as much how many like pieces you had because the pieces in that game and in this one can also be used during pretty much almost any match to buy some sort of advantage yeah uh, to help you with that particular game yeah so the pieces the pieces 
on both the genius and the show were valuable, but they're even more valuable on the show because the other show was just kind of like about not getting last place every week. Whereas yeah. this is this show is like, okay, I actually want to be collecting these because I need them to get to the finals. Like in theory, everybody could get to the finals or the the final you know episode before they pick the last two. So like, if nobody loses every, so you have to have the most pieces. You have to have to, most pieces. To make it yeah. Through. yeah, and you can also use pieces to sort of bargain with other players to help you in games or whatever so they basically tell them that the rules are other than violence or theft you can do whatever you want within the game's rules like we don't care and they're kind of like alluding to the like you're gonna have to be an asshole and we're kind of really okay with that (laughs) (laughs) they're just like you know you do what you gotta do to win that's you know we respect we respect the win if you gotta betray people betray people they want everybody to try to win the show and they want them to like see that playing selfishly in the main matches might benefit them. Yes. But also it might not benefit them depending on how you look at it. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think that they're leaning to the theme there of the, you know, the devil's plan might be just make all these people be terrible people. To oh, try to live, I know? see. Okay, I'm getting the lore here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and there is one other aspect whereas after the main match it's if there are two people who happen to have the least amount of pieces they will go to jail which means they won't be able to participate in the prize match and they will have to stay in jail until the next day right before the main match um but if there is some sort of tie for you know the the least amount of pieces then whoever has the most amount of pieces gets to pick out of those tied people who go to prison yeah I'm guessing like whoever has most pieces will be the tiebreaker in most cases. Yeah. On the show. So being like having the most pieces at all times also can prove to be beneficial. Um mm-hmm. but it can also put a target on your back. How much do you love this like sending them to jail? <laughs> this... It is so silly, but also kind of great. Yeah. Yeah, that's per- that's the basics of the rules. We can add talk about more rules when we get to other stuff. Um but yeah, the big differences from the genius are yeah, the pe- the pieces are not prize money. We talked about that. That's a mm-hmm. huge difference in the show. Uh the genius did not have uh, pr- uh prize matches, instead they had death matches where like the loser of a match, the loser of like the main match would have to like pick a person that wasn't immune and then they would have a death match against each other and then like the loser would get eliminated permanently from the game. And they've gotten rid of that, which makes a lot of sense. From mm-hmm. the, like, okay, we're only going to be here for seven days. Like, we don't necessarily want, like, somebody to be kicked off the show after Every single one day. day. I don't yeah, know. Like, yeah. it keeps people in the game, I think. I, I like mm-hmm. it better. Um, and those matches in the Genius were kind of not the best oh, matches. Yeah. And they reused them over and over again. And it wasn't it, it was also the wor- It was also the worst part of the show, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they improved that greatly. It's only seven days, uh, and the contestants have to live together, which I also as a great, great aspect yes. uh, to the social part of the game. They're like two people to a room, and like the wall is glass, so yeah, I mean, they have curtains, but like more or less, you can see everybody all the time. Yeah, I want you to give me the your thoughts and descriptions of this entire <laughs> this entire set they constructed for this TV show. It's so interesting. Yeah, it is. Like they 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 had a big soundstage and they just built a giant building inside basically yeah (laughs) all right you want to meet the contestants now yeah let's go for it okay first one is sok jin ha 
Now, I, I, some people like if there's a Korean audience listening to this podcast, like they're gonna know who a lot of these people are, right? Yes. Okay. Especially Sokjin. He's an actor. He's been an actor for a while. Okay. I gotta say, this man is very attractive. I got distracted by him a lot. (laughs) So I came up with nicknames for all these contestants to help me when I was taking notes because I was getting tired of like going to look up back up what their name was. (laughs) Is his nickname Hot Actor? Because it should be. Uh, His nickname is Sexy Smart Man. Oh, that also works. Because at (laughs) one point, (laughs) he's like, he was on a show or whatever role he was on the show gave him the moniker of like the smartest and sexiest man in Korea or something <laughs> like that. Uh, but he was also in the top 1% of the national on the national college exam. So Which is like super impressive. Yeah. Okay, so he's actually he's actually like hella sexy. Okay. Good I mean, enough, I guess. <laughs> I thought so. And I was like surprised it's like age appropriate sexy man even cuz you know normally I'm like, "Ooh, look at those K-pop boys." But this guy how old is this guy? Like forty-two or something. Okay, I don't know. okay, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, um, yeah. The the TV show we he was on was called Problematic Men. Yeah, I never seen that, but I think I read a description of it, and it's like it's a show where people bring their problems, and then a bunch of these like guys talk through like wh- how you deal with the problem. So even though it sounds like not a good thing, oh, it's, that's it's like social problems, or I I think so. Okay, I, I thought it was, it was like, <laughs> yeah, oh, maybe it's like, yeah, okay. It's like men who solve problems, but like the Yeah, title... it's not men being problematic, yeah, which the, is the exactly problem... what it sounds ex- like. The problem, like, yeah, in English, <laughs> problematic men sounds like men who, ha- like, have problems, which... Or are problems. Maybe only men are bringing <laughs> problems to solve. No, I think, I, I think it's a, <laughs> it's a cast of men who are responsible yeah, for answering okay. the questions. <laughs> All right, so that's sexy smart man, sock Jim. Mm-hmm. All right, next is Siwon Lee, also an actress, but she also is an inventor. She invented the clear face mask, amongst other things. Clear face mask is like like COVID mask, right? That's what she's talking about. Yeah, yeah. Okay, first I thought at first I thought it was like some sort of clear like facial like beauty care mask, but then I oh yeah I, no, it's, like, it's, no, it's specifically like, like a keep your germs to yourself mask. It's like so people can see your mouth, but you're still covering it with a mask. Yes. Right? That's the yeah. that's why it exists. Okay, yeah. Yeah, my nickname of her is just actress inventor. Not a okay. great one. <laughs> Not a yeah. great one. But that's how I <laughs> that's how I remembered who she was. I just like that when she comes in, like she and Sokjin had met on a show before and she immediately like tries to form an alliance with him. Oh yeah, that was good. <laughs> she she kind of gets the she, show. She's in it from the beginning. She's ready yeah. to go. Yeah, I I wrote right away like, oh, she seems smart, but also like I wasn't sure how the show was gonna work necessarily. But I was like, maybe like if this was like Survivor, you'd be kind of coming across as like, oh, maybe you're too smart, you know? <laughs> like it's like I know we're supposed to make alliances, but you're doing it like really fast, <laughs> like kind of. It's thing. okay because no one else could see her. Yeah, she took the opportunity. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I think it's good. The risk of like going deep into alliance stuff with people is like, but before you really get to know them, although I guess they know each other. Yeah, that is another like weird level on this show where a lot of the people are celebrities who either have met each other or known of each other or will have to exist in circles in life together outside of the show. Yeah. Yeah. The risk on Survivor of doing like alliance too early is like you don't really know the personality of the person yet. Mm-hmm. So it's like they might just be somebody who is not here for that shit 
<laughs> like, yeah. like too fast, you know? And then they like take it the wrong way. And then now they're like, yeah, they're like out to get you because of it. But yeah. Yeah. But if, yeah, they already know each other, whatever. It's, it should be fine. All right. Next is Hye Song Lee. Yes. She is a freelance announcer. Yeah. About to turn 30. Yes. I didn't get everybody's ages, but some of them gave it to us. <laughs> she is fluent in English. And her, part of her blurb was that she studied 16 hours a day in high school to be the top student. And I'm like, that's that's a lot of hours. That is a lot of hours. Yeah. <laughs> My nickname for her is Luggage Lady, though. <laughs> she did come in with a lot of luck. Because they commented on how much luggage she brought in for just a seven day TV show. <laughs> She had like two two huge <laughs> suitcases. <laughs> so that was the biggest thing I remembered from her. Uh, but she does tell us that she plans to play dumb to disarm people and make them feel comfortable. I like that. Yeah, it's a good plan. Yeah, we're going to see that work pretty effectively. Not necessarily for her, but for somebody else in the first episode. <laughs> um, all right. And next is Orbit. Do we ever get his real name? No, like people ask him for his real name and he's like, you can just call me Orbit. <laughs> this man runs a science YouTube channel and he has no other personality traits. He only <laughs> wants to talk about science. His plan for the show is to talk about science the whole time and get everyone to love science. And I love science, but also, God damn it, Orbit, chill, chill out just a little bit. <laughs> I feel like every time... He says, like, oh, I want to talk about science. It's, like, a joke that, like, <laughs> it's, like, kind of a joke, but the the show is only showing him making jokes about talking about science and then also talking about science. See, I think. <laughs> so it it's, seems like it's, he's always talking about science. It's a fake joke. Like, he brings it up like a joke because he knows that <laughs> not everybody wants to talk about science, but he just wants to talk about it so much that he can't help himself. I yeah, it's probably one of those like somewhere in the middle things, but yeah, I yeah. cannot imagine that he's only talking about science. <laughs> but the show will not let us believe otherwise. I mean, he he does his part in making it seem like that because there's definitely some part where somebody's like, "Oh, uh, should we talk about this?" and he's like, "Uh, do you want me to explain about something something about stars or whatever?" and they're like, "No." <laughs> and he's like, but it's interesting, I swear. And they're just like, stop it, please. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless of whether he's only ever talking about science, he definitely is talking about science a lot because people are yeah. commenting about it. <laughs> yes, yes, he is passionate. I think he calls himself Orbit. Like, I, I don't know. Somebody had to have given him this nickname, I would hope at least. But he just says like he studied the orbit of satellites as his major in college. And then... oh. I don't know if he decided his name was Orbit or what. But. I mean, it, it might be, you know, his his go-to internet name when he started his YouTube channel, you know, and just didn't want to give out his real name ever. And, and now he's just like, this is it. This is my entire identity. Yeah. I mean, he, so it could be his identity on the YouTube channel. I don't know. His YouTube channel is called like Unreal Science. I didn't look it up. But yeah, when I saw his name was Orbit, I thought he was going to be like a pro gamer. Yeah, yeah, same. Because they usually go by their gamer tags, but yeah, okay, interesting. Um, but he's a he's a commentator for space rocket launches as well. I don't know if that's that, part of that his YouTube sense. channel or not, but yeah. <laughs> uh, basically, he seems like the Korean Bill Nye the Science Guy. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. So that my seems nickname right. 
Is Korean Bill Nye the science guy? No, well, I just said science guy. Okay, <laughs> it's an easy way to remember him. Although his name's Orbit, so I quickly yeah, it's real easy to quickly realize I didn't need a nickname for him because he already has <laughs> one. Uh, next we have Guillaume, which is a Canadian like French name, I believe, or something, right? Yes, yes, because this guy is not tall white guy from Canada. <laughs> yeah, not Korean. Which, like, I could not figure out how to make my mouth say his name because I was in Korean name mode. And then you throw this French name in and I've never messed around with learning French. I'm just like, I got, I can't. Every single time I'm just like, I have, I have no idea. So I hope you got a good nickname for him. <laughs> well, it's pronounced Guillaume, I'm pretty sure, which, like, okay. it doesn't look anything like that. But I looked up yeah. the pronunciation. Um, no, I don't really have a good nickname for him. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I just wrote Guillaume, but in, like the way i would spell it in like ah. korean whatever yeah yeah um i mean he's the canadian if you want to <laughs> okay that's fair that nickname. but he is one of like the very first pro starcraft players so yeah. i think he's like real fucking famous in korea yeah he must at be. least amongst gamers yeah. he's 40 years old now and now he's a uh, professional poker player and real into bitcoin i think they also said cryptocurrency investor yeah <laughs> Orbit was a huge fan of Guillaume. Mm, makes sense. Back in the day. Yeah. He was the gamer. Um, and then Sokjin, the smart, sexy man, <laughs> seems to be uh, intimidated a little bit by Guillaume because Ooh. he's a professional poker player specifically. Mm -hmm. He, he uh, is impressed by that profession. Um, all right. Next we have uh, Kyungrim Park. Uh, my nickname for her is Everyone's Auntie. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. <laughs> Uh, let's see. You, you could just say the older woman of the season, but no, no, everyone's auntie is <laughs> is appropriate. Um, but she is a TV personality, and her blurb said she had five thousand guests at her wedding. So I guess her special skill is networking. That's what they made it seem like. So she was like some master networker. Like she, yeah, yeah, she knows everybody in the entertainment industry. Is like how they built her up. And and she said she's just happy to be outside the house. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know what she's been doing recently. But... <laughs> Like she acted like she has no friends, and she's like, I'm just so happy to be spending time with people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sokjin, as soon as she comes in, says, uh, long time no see. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Yep, another connection automatically. Uh, when she was 23 years old, she was the youngest woman ever to win the grand prize of the Entertainment Awards. I don't know. I don't know what that is, but it sounds I don't know what fancy. That is, but that sounds so, very important. good job. Um, yeah, everyone's auntie. She knows everybody. <laughs> uh, Next is Wu Songquan. Songquan, he's from Seventeen. Seventeen is like Monster X's. They're like friend groups. They like they debuted around at the, the same time, so they they'd show up on shows together at the same time. Uh, their fandoms are kind of friends together. We we love Seventeen over here, and so they're X not. Land. They're not rivals. No, that's they not sounded how this like works. rivals. The, everything you said made it sound like they were rivals, and then you're like their friend group though. <laughs> oh, yeah, they, like a lot of the members are friends with a lot of the other members. They, you know, they they came okay. up in the industry together. Do it's, uh, it's not a rivalry situation. At do all. idol so, groups have rival groups? Are I think mostly everybody's groups? just like real supportive. Mm, okay. You know, people try to have it's it, you try to do a good vibe, good vibes in K-pop. Yeah, there's no real reason to have rivals unless it's like I mean, the, there are like literal like music show competitions every time you come. Yeah, out that's with, what I was. You know? So like, there's a reason you might, but like. We try not to think about it like that, you know. Okay, all right. Uh, and seven, so seventeen still a thing then. I was, I wasn't. Yeah, they are. They are still together. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 
This is Idol Boy for me, though. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call it? You call him Song Songquan? You don't call him yeah. Boo? No, well, okay, so so far you've been introducing people in the very American way where you've got their... Yeah, their, it's as their, the text was on the screen, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's but their for first him, they, they said Boo first. Did they? they? Get it. Yeah, that's well, why they went down that way. That That's his family name. Boo is his family name. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I it's thought usually it was pretty like a weird easy to tell because, well, I don't know. I actually like I don't. There, there are thirteen members in seventeen, so I do not know them all well. Okay. <laughs> so, but but I think that's his family name. Um, but usually you can tell because the multiple, like the double syllable name, will be the like the quote unquote first name, their given name, and the the one syllable name will be the family name. Oh, okay. I mean, I I knew that, but well, I mean, Net- you're not the Netflix. only one I'm talking to. Oh yeah, but Netflix didn't do that for his name and they they didn't reverse it for his name and did it for everybody else so i thought it was like yeah i, I don't know of, what they're uh, doing like <laughs> like uh like appendage to his first name or something that for like whatever k-pop people do but i guess it's not okay no nope. <laughs> right. they just did it weird like that's my boo sock one <laughs> i mean some people might say that but it's also his family name <laughs> he has appeared on many tv shows to promote his group like this one, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah, they always just have got excited person. that he was there and did not write down anything they said about him after that. <laughs> it just went, woo, 17. They didn't say a lot about him. I yeah. I feel like they always have an idol, like a young idol person on these shows, right? Pretty much. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that, um, that that's right. But the one on the genius that I, from season one that I remember was actually like pretty good at these things. I don't know if, uh, Song Kwan is qualified to be here or not, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. All right, next is Dongju Su. Yes, she is a licensed lawyer in California, but also the daughter of a celebrity couple in Korea. But she went to MIT. Yeah, do you know what her parents? Nope. Are okay. They I mean, I looked. It. I looked it up, and I think they were just like they were actors or whatever, and they oh, okay. were not people I was familiar with. But um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. This is the cool math lawyer. Okay, okay, I'll take it. <laughs> I stole your nickname. Sense. You don't like that one? <laughs> I'm taking well, a cool lawyer. I mean, you added math in there, so it's, you know. Well, it would have just been math lawyer, but I added cool just for you because. Okay, I appreciate it, yeah. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> okay. I think she is, in fact, a cool lawyer. I do like Dongju. Yeah, but the math part's the coolest part of her resume. <laughs> okay, whatever. I just wrote that I like, I just wrote that I like her resume. <laughs> Out of everybody I saw so far at that point. Yeah, fair. The math background, that's what does it for me. Okay. Having that faith, makes sense. Faith, having faith in somebody. <laughs> um, our next is Chunbin Kwok. He is a travel YouTuber. Oh, yeah. And he's fluent in multiple languages. As soon as he came in, people were like, oh, he's a super famous YouTuber. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, the science guy was also a YouTuber, but not, not as uh, yeah, popular, I, I feel I like. Junden probably appeals to a broader audience than that the science channel. So that yeah, I think the science guy's channel has like three or seven hundred thousand subscribers, mm-hmm. and then they say that uh, Junbin's channel got like a million subscribers in the first three years. And I don't know how long oh. he's been. <laughs> I don't yeah, know how yeah, long yeah. he's been doing it, so <laughs> he could have a lot more than that now. Yeah, yeah, fluent in many languages. They say he could survive in just about any environment. So is is this guy like the Korean Bear Grylls? Uh, he doesn't strike me as he, yeah. Like, he really like you look doesn't at him, seem like that. He does not look like a Bear Grylls type, but 
He, yeah. he strikes me as a, well, he could probably fall asleep anywhere kind of survival in any environment kind of guy, you know, <laughs> not the hardcore survival. But yeah, they know. didn't I've like show seen... him like out in the woods or anything like that. And I also like wouldn't describe Bear Grylls as like a travel content creator. Yeah. So I, I don't think it's the same thing, but that comment made it seem like I would describe Bear Grylls as like, oh, he can survive in just about any environment, <laughs> but <laughs> this might totally be like, different. more like normal people survival. Like he knows a lot of languages so he can travel to a place, get around deal with the shit he has to deal okay. with. Like he'd be really good at the amazing okay. race. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's, I think more the vibe. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and he was also able to predict that Orbit was going to be on the show because he was like thinking about it. Oh, what kind of people? So I guess Orbit's big enough that he knew that yeah. he might be on the show. And then he also guessed somebody else, but I didn't pick up on who he was pointing to. Um, yeah, so it wasn't really clear. But he was like thinking about they all. They all didn't know who was going to be on, but he was thinking about who else was going to be there. Mm-hmm. I read again. He seems smart, but like, but he's he's like telling Orbit like, oh, I thought about who was going to be here and you were, I, you were on my list. And then he was like, and I also thought this person, it's, it's like, a, make yourself seem a little too smart, too fast. Yeah. Yeah. Which again, could be good or bad. I know depending on the show, but we'll see. Um, next is Yan Wu Chu. She is a professional go player. Yeah. Her nickname is GoPro. <laughs> That's <laughs> one of my favorite nicknames that I came up with. That's good. That's good. I don't remember if we had much else about her other than yeah. Sockgen is also very impressed by this. So the professional like game gamer people, he's very intimidated mm. by. <laughs> Have you ever played Go? I I don't know how it works. I've never played it. But um, it seems intense. I've never played, but I think. Have you ever played Othello? Like once. <laughs> yeah, it's like Othello, but like actually that might not be right. But it, I in my head it's like Othello, but like just ten times more complicated. <laughs> okay um but it's supposed to be like it's supposed to be up there with like chess in terms of strategy mm, yeah yeah it might actually be a better game more than complicated chess. than i chess, don't know yeah. i've heard i've heard people say they actually like i've heard chess players say they actually think like go is more interesting mm. but i've never actually played go um she does seem to be lesser known i feel like the celebrity reactions to her were like they were actually like asking her who she was a little bit. Yeah, right? yeah. Okay, <laughs> mm-hmm. so she is still like a celebrity. Like there are but... people who know who she is, but like she's not a household name necessarily. Yeah, like uh, do you know who Magnus Carlsen is? No. Yeah, so Magnus, he's like the best chess player in the world. But like, oh, if there he, you go. <laughs> like if he showed up, like if he showed up on the show, I people might ask him who he is. But like I yeah, would know yeah. who he is. But when you found out who he was, you'd be impressed, which I feel happens here. When she, you know, says she's a professional go player. Yeah, I, I did get the sense that Young Wu wasn't necessarily like a champion go player, or like she oh, I was. Guess that's true. When she she might have won like some like big tournament when she was younger, but it didn't sound like she was necessarily. She's not currently ranked the best go player in the yeah, world or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like yeah, she's still a professional, still. So yeah, got to be pretty pretty freaking good. Um, all right, and then we have. Yumin, Yumin Su. This is our first non-normal not person. Famous, not famous. What do they call them? They call them public contestants. So I yes. guess these other people must have gotten invitations is what it is. Yeah. And then these yeah, people actually, right. actually had to audition. The last two people had to audition. She is an orthopedist from the US. And um, when she comes in, I think I think it's Sun Quan is like, you're not in the 
entertainment industry are you and she's just like oh don't you know who i am and he's just immediately hardcore embarrassed and starts apologizing <laughs> and it's hilarious and I is, that why love she, her did she, is that what she said that's why they were all like guessing <laughs> yeah well it's like yeah like, yeah then them. they start okay. guessing but yeah yeah she definitely was just like oh you don't know who i am i'm so famous because <laughs> they also guessed that she must be some sort of like young like mensa student or something yeah, with like a really yeah. high iq because like that would also fit like why you would be on the show yeah exactly. but then she's actually just like a 31 year old doctor yeah and i guess they decided they wanted a doctor on the show like i don't actually know why well she, she must have done well on the through the the application process yeah, yeah but i get the sense that like she didn't do like the best but she must have yeah done well enough plus she's a doctor or what i don't know oh, maybe they needed a woman also i'm not Maybe they wanted a, a a a female public person. I don't know. I actually don't remember like on the genius, like who was public and who wasn't. Mm, I I don't yeah. know if this is a new casting strategy or what it is. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. But yeah, they do have an even amount of men and women, so that 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 was taken into yeah. consideration. That was not the case on the genius. I think it was like yeah, it might have been like eight to three or something. Was the yeah? Well, they ratio. do have rooming concerns to also deal with, so that also helps. True, yeah. They could have done, like, eight and four, but, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, she does speak multiple languages because she, you know, speaks Korean and English fluently. So that, you know, adds to her whole thing. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Fluent in Korean, Spanish, and English. Yes. You think these, like, multiple language people could speak, like, Spanish with each other? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know that we've heard anybody else that we definitely know speak Spanish. We have to do, we do have to find, like, a common extra language that isn't english because that's too common for too koreans common, to maybe yeah. speak yeah and then they can have a fun secret time but a couple of people know like multiple languages but they don't say specifically yeah. which ones yeah yeah and there's this weird vibe where like i feel like people are intimidated by her because like the resume that she tells them like isn't doesn't seem like to immediately should have qualified her to be on the show so they're all like nah she's hiding something <laughs> you know like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like they're a little, yeah, sketched out by her because <laughs> they don't know who she is, and she like, you're just a doctor. That doesn't seem right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then the last one is Dong Jae Kim. He is a student at Korea University. He's one of only two people to get a perfect score on the written part of the application test, and he's also a pro poker player. Recently, yeah, just became a pro poker player. And he has kind of has the same X factor as human does, where people don't know who they are, so they're mm-hmm. like, I don't know if he tells them that he got the highest. I think we just learned that, right? He doesn't. Tell yeah, I think them. we just learned that from his like intro package. But I think his like, oh, I'm a I'm a Korea like I, I go to the Korea University, mm-hmm. which is one of the like top three universities. Yeah, like it, it's like kind of a a contestant on the show that like a celebrity would expect to be on the yeah. show so they're like a little less sketched out by it like they did they assume he's smart but they like expected somebody like that to be there whereas with human i feel like they're still a little thrown off by her a little, so like, a little she bit must more be a secret genius a secret genius yeah. yeah like we know this guy must be smart but you seem like you're not t- you're, i don't know why you're smart but you definitely are too <laughs> he also has the poker player angle which i feel like is a more comfortable reason for people to think he's on the show too true yeah yeah all right those were the 12 contestants. What were your... Did you have any uh, early favorites that you liked? Um, I, I gave mine away with the 
a math person. <laughs> I do end up really liking her. I mean, obviously, Sokjin is super hot, so I'm all about that. Okay. Um, <laughs> and and Sekwon from Seventeen, love that. Um, I, I felt like at the beginning, I was like, I don't know what's up with Yeonwoo, but but that'll be cool. Let let's see what GoPro has to do. You know. Oh, okay. I feel like I was the least excited about Yeonwoo because she seemed the most passive out of everybody. Um, not that I wouldn't like her. It was just like. I, I think I, part I like of it is just... like part of it is like her haircut cut was like is this a queer lady i don't know i know we're never gonna find out because that's not really a big open thing in korean culture but i'm okay. like i'll go with those vibes so that'll be probably why i was interested in oh her. okay yeah i want to say they maybe had like a chess player or something on the genius i'm kind of forgetting i feel like also they yeah, might, I think not so. have, might not have been like the most interesting tv personality but We'll see. Uh, yeah, Dongju, the cool math lawyer, that was my favorite. And then the science guy was funny right away. But <laughs> <laughs> but who I actually liked, uh, that was who I liked. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. And then uh, how about this house, Sarah? You want to give me the description of this house that they're going to play this entire seven-day okay. game in. So they enter into what is kind of like a living room area, although the whole thing is like really tall ceilings, really open. And so there's a big couch and a TV, which is where they get all their instructions from. There's a little kitchen off to the side. But the main part of it is where all the bedrooms are, which I want to say it looks like a really, like, posh prison behind them. <laughs> Just because <laughs> yeah, of the, no. like, layered way it is. It's like, it's, um, it looks exactly like you see a prison on TV where they have the two layers. And it's, like, open. And there are walkways. I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah, it's just like but, a hallway with like, like, a, it, it, yeah, it's a hallway and you imagine like cells on each side. And then there's like a staircase to go up to the second level. But it's just another balc like metal balc balcony or whatever. If, if it was an And then there's prison. more like cells yeah. on the sides. Yeah, yeah. But instead of being like prison bars, it's like glass rooms. Yeah. And then the doors like aren't locked. But yeah. And then they have curtains they can like pull to close over the glass but for the most part that's it there's two beds in each room there's you know some some furniture it looks really fancy but yeah just a little bit looks like a prison they didn't make them sleep in bunk beds i feel like that would have been my first thought if i was designing this place but they didn't do that so there's enough room for two beds in all the rooms it does feel like um it it felt a little squid gamey except they did put them on bunk beds in squid game and it was just they didn't have rooms but like you have this like living area and then they move off to a game arena area and it's all locked oh, and they're not allowed okay. to move freely between the things. So it's like it's like Squid Game, except if you didn't plan on murdering everybody and you wanted them to have oh, a maybe that's place what they to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Because in the Genius, there was no living area because they would just arrive and play games. Yes. So they were mm-hmm. only, the only ever existed in the game area. Yes. So yeah, there's this massive living area with a bunch of bedrooms and like a living room in the living area and then like a dining room table area yeah Yeah. um and then there's a whole separate area of this set which is the game area which is just as big as the set for the genius but now there's like multiple (laughs) areas on this show yeah so in the game area they have a big central arena which has a big screen, which is where they're usually getting their instructions from. And then there are hallways off of this big arena 
And in those hallways, there are rooms like a kitchen, um, a security room, um, some other kinds of rooms that are themed more along the lines of like less homey and more like military outpost, I guess you would say. Um, and there's just a lot of places where they can then close doors and have secret conversations later is, is mainly the, the reason they all exist. Yeah, the rooms aren't in the in the game area aren't really for functional purposes. Yeah, but they have they have a theme like there is a kitchen, but it's not like for kitchen reasons. Yeah, it's the main hall is the big open area. And then the rooms that you can go to off the main hall are the dealer's room, which is kind of the if you you would go there to do things that are part of the game that mm -hmm. need to be done in secret. Or in this case, they're like if they get murdered in the first game, they have to go there and be sequestered from the rest of the game. And then there's a security room is like the first themed room. And then there's a work room, a storage room and a kitchen, but they're just kind of like almost like a, a set design yeah. kind of room, not actually functional except for they like, they have functions that you can do for the purpose of the games, but not like, they're not expected to ever do building in the workroom or whatever. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like that, yeah. They're not cooking in the kitchen. At least so far, I don't know. It's just a meeting area for yeah. a place to do a secret thing. Yeah. And so in the when it comes to the pieces that everybody has though, when you're in the game, you can't exchange the pieces when you're in the game area, but then when you're in the living area, you can. Yes. But that doesn't mean you can't promise to give somebody a piece whilst in the game area yeah. and then have to follow up on it later or you don't have to because there are again no rules that say you have to follow through on some deals you make yeah because they're basically giving people the opportunity to like make deals during the game and then not actually follow through exchange pieces in the living area because you don't if they let them do it in the game area then they would have to do it before the other they person would like, do the thing they're yeah, bargaining they, for they wouldn't be able to do it on faith alone so it would be less like forcing people to have to trust each other because mm -hmm. it would just be like oh here we are doing a business transaction but since they actually have to trust each other it makes it more interesting so i actually like that they did it that mm -hmm. way i'm not sure if the prisoners can exchange tokens i don't think they can i mean it is technically in the game area because the prison is just I off of guess yeah i guess so, so yeah, yeah i don't think they can i don't think they can either um so yeah players are gonna hang out in the living room area until the first main match starts they get assigned their roommates two to a yes. room. So production could have some sort of matchings that they like here. Yeah. I'm not sure. Because they end up like putting together like there are two match like roommates, pairs of roommates that like are the same age. Or actually yeah. one of them ends up not being the same age, but it's <laughs> close enough. It um, seems like it's <laughs> mostly by age, but then they also put the YouTubers together. But they also might be by age because I don't know how old they are, but you know, so... Yeah, there seems like there are themes they're going for. And do you want to go through all the roommates, or do you want to just point um, out? That's super important. I don't know that it matters. Do we get any of that matter? Somebody pointed out when they first came in, like, "Oh, the roommates are going to be important." Well, yeah, because in theory, like, it is an excuse to spend some time with somebody and form an alliance. Yeah. Um, I just I don't know that that really comes up so much in the first two episodes. In the first episodes, yeah. Um. Kyungrim and uh, Dongju, so the cool math lawyer and the everybody's favorite auntie. Everybody's auntie. <laughs> uh, they're they are a roommates, and mm -hmm. everybody's auntie knows Dongju's famous mother. 
So of course. They, are, they already have a connection. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and then, yeah, like you said, the YouTubers are together. Yeah, Junbin and Orbit. And then we've got Shiwan and Yanwu. Oh, I actually liked uh, Orbit and uh, Junbin's roommate conversation because Junbin oh, yeah. was like, we should like we should align and get all the pieces, which like makes a lot of sense because it's like only two people can get to the end of the game, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's like, but then yeah, Orbit's like, <laughs> yeah, Orbit's <laughs> like, I want all twelve people to make it to the final round. <laughs> Junbin's like, the fuck? What? <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> this was literally like Orbit's like mission of the show for some reason <laughs> is to like make sure nobody gets eliminated. Yeah, as a person who is many episodes ahead, this. Is a oh, theme. It's not gonna go away. You think <laughs> it like does you, not go away. Yeah, you would think like he would learn his lesson maybe after the first main match. Like he some people not. are a little more like group oriented in the first match until they get totally screwed and realize like they're in last place and they're like, fuck mm-hmm. that. I'm just gonna look out for myself from now on. Yeah, yeah. But he's like, nah, I'm we'll just my goal is to <laughs> wait. What's weird is like I don't know if he watched the genius and they're like on the genius since the pieces were tied to the prize money of the show, it did make sense on that show at times to like, like that that show had the threat of like oh if you don't do well you get eliminated so maybe you don't want to necessarily work together. Mm-hmm. On that show there was like a strategy of like okay regardless of what team you are on in the main match like you could just work together as a group and just try to get as many pieces handed out into as the game yeah because that would increase the prize pool of the tv show as much as possible but in this show they're not tied to the prize pool so i i don't know i don't know if this was just like a strategy he had from watching the genius but like it doesn't actually make any sense yeah to play and then way. when he does try to tie the pieces more to like he he does some stuff later to like try to get more pieces in the game because he doesn't want people to get eliminated and it's like well if production wants to eliminate people they're gonna change the rules day to day to eliminate more or less pieces based entirely on how many people they want to get rid of right like yeah because there are no set rules for like oh at the end of every day the last person in whatever game is gonna lose this many pieces like it changes from game to game so like it is silly and he harps on it for way too long yeah production is definitely just gonna be changing like if if players come up with a strategy that's like breaking the show they'll just like change it <laughs> to make the yeah. show better you know yeah. <laughs> so or orbit's kind of like trying to break the show a little bit in a way that doesn't actually help him win yes. um but it just i don't know i don't really get it <laughs> and in a way kind of goes against the spirit of the show which is the show is supposed to like you're supposed to succeed if you're like good at the game Whereas his thing is, let's just make everybody who's good get to the end. And that doesn't, that's not, that's not it. Yeah. The only logic that would make sense is if somehow having more people made it easier to win the prize matches to like make the prize pool bigger. But like he has no evidence to make that. Yeah. Like seem like it's true. And again, production is just going to adjust to how many people are in the game at any given time because they know they want to give a certain amount of money away at least. They don't want them to not have a prize pool at the end of the show you know yeah. so they're gonna adjust things it would make more sense if he like was trying to identify like later in the game after maybe they've played a match or two like okay this person's not that good mm-hmm. and maybe like he identifies like okay this person's really helpful in the prize matches like i'm gonna if they're about to get eliminated i'm gonna help them survive like that would make sense if he's 
if he wants to keep the prize pool as big as possible, like he could help specific people survive if they were going to get eliminated. But but no, he ends up trying to help literally everybody in a way where like he essentially makes the biggest alliance, but it's the alliance of people who aren't good at the game. Oh, really? Okay. But they steamroll over people who are good at the game just because there's so many people in it. Oh, yeah. That's a big part of the game. Yeah. Yeah. We can get into like once we get into the main match, we can get into like, okay, here's the strategy of the main match, but you also can't forget about the main strategy of the TV show. Yeah. Which is like yes. actually more important if you get like too into a single match and like worried about winning like a specific match, you can kind of get lost in the yeah, the actual absolutely. objective of the show. Um yeah. I, I don't think we need to go through all the roommates. Unless there's like a dynamic that you wanted to talk about. I think the biggest dynamic we see early on is this Junbin Orbit, like early on team up is really all that's happening. Or not team up. I can't really tell. Oh, Junbin also wants to work with Dongjae because he just like thinks he's a smart student. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. Getting good vibes. But then they go to Dongjae in a confessional and he would, he's like, I would prefer not to work with Junbin. <laughs> like he's, <laughs> he's not getting good vibes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> From Junbin. I would say I would also not be getting good vibes from Junbin, honestly. He's yeah, a little I, I, he's a little too open and like it feels a little klutzy in, in some ways when he's like trying to like make a connections and whatever and it's like I would like somebody who's a little smoother, please. Yeah, it's a little like too overconfident. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also like in a yeah, in a very open way, like you were saying. Like he like he wants everybody to know he's confident. Kind of way. Yeah, yeah. That wouldn't be the person I would want to be tied to either. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then I noticed uh Hyesung talks to Guillaume in English. Ah. The yeah. Canadian guy. Mm-hmm. Uh and then he like responds in English, which I thought was weird. Because yes. that's like like people sporadically like use English phrases when they're talking in general. Mm-hmm. But like I don't know, I feel like she went out of her way to whatever they were talking about. Oh, they were talking about orbit and she was like, he always talks about science. <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, I, I can tell, I can see that, or something." But it was yeah, like a yeah. weird thing to say specifically to Guillaume in English, because mm-hmm. I don't is is English Guillaume's first language. I don't think it is. It's just like I guess the common well, language that they both know. But I mean, Guillaume knows Korean too. But maybe his well, Korean's Guillaume, a little weak. I, I, I mean, Guillaume's from Canada, so English is probably his first language. I would imagine. Well, some of them are French, though, right? Well, yeah, but that's he seemed uh, very I French think... to me. Well, that's that's true, but in those cases, I, I I think it's an English and French situation. Oh yeah, yeah. You know? I'm not saying he he doesn't know English. I'm just I don't know. I thought it was a, interesting. Yeah, I actually he speaks had, Korean. Yeah, yeah, he does. Um, I had the subtitles on and the dubs on because oh shit, I it was just easier to take notes that way. Okay. Um, and so I didn't notice people were slipping into <laughs> English. That's savage. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I feel like who you like might totally change based on like the uh just whoever's the doing the, the yeah. dubs the dub for that person. I mean Dokchin's still hot no matter what language, so <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> all right, all right. And then the show does these like flash forwards, which I forgot about, which are also a production strategy on the genius. Yeah. They, but this flash forward is more just like of, of the, the entire whole season, show, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, so somebody's crying. I believe Dongju says "what the fuck" at some point in English <laughs> in the flash forward, <laughs> which I, I at first I thought was weird, but then I was like, "Oh, this is actually just on Netflix, so maybe it doesn't matter." 
Yeah. But also, I feel like if you say fuck in English in, on Korean TV, I feel like that doesn't matter at all. Yeah, I think that definitely gets through a lot more than it should. I think it just doesn't matter. Like, they just don't care about it. Uh, it's yeah. Netflix, so it it's doesn't not matter. That... But... Well, yeah, yeah. But I would say it, it it doesn't matter because it's in English. If they were to say the Korean word for fuck, that would matter. Oh, yeah. yeah. On on Korean TV. Yeah. 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 They don't do any, like, the genius did a lot of, like, fast forwards for the current episode did they didn't do that yeah did they? not in this one not in this one do they do it in later ones they are uh, kind yeah. of yeah they are kind of uh i think they are good i kind of do like them yeah and, and it doesn't like ruin the surprise either because i i swear sometimes like the episode gets so intense you forget that there was a flash forward earlier and then you're like yeah. oh right this thing <laughs> if anything they might just overhype something that happens yeah that's true but they usually don't spoil anything. All right. And it's it's time for the main match. Yeah, They, let's they go. got to talk for a little while, but yeah, it's time for the main match. Let's go. Let's get into it. Do you like this uh, creepy hallway they have to walk through to get to that? Uh, yeah, that is very Squid Game. It's, it's not as creepy as the, the hallway oh, the to get to the prison hallway. The prison hallway is oh, incredible. Yeah. Especially because at first you don't think there's a hallway. You think it is just a teeny alcove that is the prison <laughs> The cell. prison. Yeah. They also see the dealers for the first time when they go into the game area. They are uh, very the serious-looking people. The, the dealers <laughs> are so good on these shows. Like they're basically supposed to be like, what's like the? They're almost like the queen's guard, almost of like, mm. uh, yeah, like where in England, where like, like they won't break character no matter what you do. Yeah, I mean, if you if you ask them a question related to the game, they do answer you, but like they're they kind of just stand there and don't do anything until mm -hmm. like they need to do something related yeah. to the game so they just they're great i th I think there was a there was a funny dynamic in the genius where like some of them would just try to get them to crack and they could they like got one of the dealers to like smile <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know if that'll happen on this show um but yeah here we go we're getting into the main match here so the yes is the guy that comes on the tv is he supposed to be the devil i don't know <laughs> on Maybe. the genius it was a guy with like like looked like a mummy like he had bandaged face Oh, yeah, yeah, This guy's got a mask situation on. Well, he's got, like, a mask. Right? Yeah, it's, like, a mask with, like, a video screen yeah. face. Like, uh, emoji kind of face. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't know if he's supposed to be the devil or whatever. <laughs> Maybe. Again, the lore, the lore I'm not caught up on in the show. Yeah. Um, but they're going to play the virus game. Yes. Uh, which is a, a variation of a mafia-style game. Or werewolf, or you know, there are a lot of games that are similar, like a hidden role style game. Yeah, I'm down to explain this whole game. Uh huh. <laughs> uh, but it is actually kind of insane how complicated this game is for like yeah for one episode <laughs> of a TV show. Like, I don't know how normal this is in Korea, but like, this would never be on like it. It, it would at least never be on like a like broadcast television in the yeah, u.s yeah. like it, it, they would just be like this is too complicated nobody's gonna watch this yeah exactly. like i i love it but even for me like the first time i watched it like i got a sense of what the rules were but it wasn't until i sat down for the podcast and like really took notes that i yeah 100 stood every aspect of the game yeah exactly so let's break it down this is again this is okay. only for like 
the afternoon of the first day that this game is going to be played. Like, every yes. main match is a different game. So this is just the first episode game. Mm -hmm. All the, every episode could have a game, a game that's as complicated, if not more complicated, than this game that they're playing. Okay, so let's start with the baseline first pass, simplest version of the rules. There are terrorists spreading a virus versus citizens who are trying to stop them. And the players all pick a number from a bag. The number dictates when they go into the dealer's room to randomly pick their role. They do not show their role to anybody else. And each type of role has a unique ability, which we will get all into. <laughs> but that is the baseline. Like during each round at different stages, different roles can do different things. But so that's terrorists versus citizens stopping spreading a virus is the theme. Doesn't sound too complicated. But let Ooh, me tell you yeah. the very specific <laughs> the specifics of all these characters and roles. Uh, do you want me to just go and you can interject? <laughs> yeah, sure. Go okay, for here it. Here we go. All right. So everybody's randomly assigned a role and a number because the number is going to be important in terms of deciding how the infection gets spread. Yes. And everybody knows the numbers. Yeah. The numbers are public. Yeah. They were random, but they didn't draw them secretly. The numbers are, they put little like number things on their arms. Yeah. Um, all right. These are the possible rules that you can get. Uh, there's going to be two terrorists. Now, what? Tell tell me this. Do the terrorists know who each other are? When the rules are explained, they say that the terrorists will learn each other's identities as the game progresses. They never show us what point that is. So yeah. I have to assume, like after everybody's picked roles, they are informed. Okay. I I actually don't know. I heard that same thing, but then there's, like, stuff that happens later, which makes me think, like, they knew immediately. So, Well, yeah, I think they, I'm like, curious. well, they have to wait until, like, everybody picks their roles, and then I think, like, production pulls people aside or moves them to separate places for a moment, and then they can inform them. Okay, but they have to do that in a way where it's not obvious that they're pulling, like, a specific person for specific information. Yeah, I think they probably just, like, do the same thing to everybody and go, do you have any questions about okay. your role or something like that? All right, let's let's talk about the other things the terrorists do, and then we can maybe figure it out. Cause, so, the the other thing that's weird is if they didn't know who each other's were, right? Mm -hmm. the the ter The first thing the terrorists have to do is like infect one person, right? Yes. And they can only they can only do this once the entire game, and it makes sense to do it like immediately in the first round, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, but like only one of them, they can only do one infection together. Which also makes me think they must be, they must know each other in the beginning. Well, they're supposed to discuss and pick who um, they infect, but like the actual action they have to do to infect someone, I think it's only one of the them round. has to do. And yeah, yeah. It's during but the they round. must, they must have talked about it together, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they, I, I think they just know each other are. I kind of yeah. wish they didn't know who each other were. I feel like that might be better, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, and then, okay, so then each terrorist also has an antidote which they can take once in during the game which will if they do if the terrorists get infected they can basically cure themselves yes and then they also each have one bullet which they can use to kill just straight up kill and <laughs> take somebody out of the game once in the whole game but they can yes. only do it once per in the entire game and in order to win at least one of them must be alive at the end and they must have killed all of the players, 
unless they like there there's a weird thing where they could they could choose to use the antidote on somebody who is not them and if they do that that person is allowed to be alive at the end but that does not come up and yeah that, matter. i don't know why they explain it that way yeah, yeah it was weird the other thing is there's there's going to be one person or maybe this is what they meant when they were talking about it like there's one person who can be infected but then they will Im- immediately get cured because they are like immune basically oh maybe that's what they meant and yeah that they like that quite... person can't be killed unless they're shot and then that like that person can't prevent the terrorists from winning basically yes. is the idea yeah yeah um but okay yeah so the terrorists are trying to infect everybody and or get everybody killed except and at for, least one at of least them has of to them. be alive yeah and if they do yeah. that they will each get four pieces yes four pieces um regardless of whether they're dead or alive yeah yes. uh all right, and then there's citizens. There are five ordinary citizens. All right, well, so the citizens, if you're a citizen, you win by uh, either killing the terrorists before everybody dies, or you have to develop the cure. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is already Which getting... Which is a whole when, thing. <laughs> once they got to developing the cure, I was like, oh, shit, this is getting real complicated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and if they win, they each get one piece. Regardless yeah. of if they're alive or not. Yeah. Um, so there's three different kinds of citizens. <laughs> there's five ordinary yeah. citizens. This is amazing. And they do not know who each other are. Yeah. Nobody knows who anybody else is except that I think except the for the terrorists. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. One of the ordinary citizens, and there's five of them, uh, possesses the antibodies to the virus. But doesn't know it. Nobody knows it. Yeah. Which thematically makes sense, but also makes yeah. it hard. Yeah. So they can still be infected, but then as soon as they... They will spend one round infected, and then on the next round, they will no longer be infected. Yeah. But they can also still infect others. So the way... I guess we should explain the infection bit is... So the terrorists in, infect somebody on one round, and then I think it's in that same round, that person will infect... The people whose numbers are one below and one above them. So if number six gets infected, that means number five and number seven are also infected. Mm-hmm. And it takes two rounds of being infected to die. And each round, another person on the edge of the like circle of numbers gets infected. So it keeps spreading through everybody. Yeah. So the person who's possessed the antibodies will like get the virus and pass it on. But then will immediately be like cured after passing. Yeah, there's there's on their second round they will no longer be considered infected. But they won't necessarily know that unless they check in a box, which we can get to later, I guess. <laughs> well, the the okay, the there there's going to be this like basically COVID test station <laughs> that they can go to and check to see if they've been infected. But I don't. You can only use it once per game, and it only tells you if you're currently infected. Yeah, it doesn't tell you like if you have antibodies. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um. All right. The other, another, the second kind of citizen you can be is a researcher. There's two researchers, and they have the ability to develop the cure. But basically, they have to like what it's going to end up being is like they have to like hold somebody's hand for like five seconds, right? And they can only do it to one person per round. And then at the end of that round, there's sort of like a summary stage where the announcer's like, this many people are infected, these people are dead, um, and either no progress has been made on the cure, or step one of the cure has been. And so step one is shaking hands with the person who has the antibodies, which again, nobody knows who it is. And then what happens? I forget what makes 
the second round of development happen. It's just it it happens automatically. I think no, it's you, like you, you just have, have to like join hands again in the in oh okay a, in another round with the antibody person. But basically, like you have to do it twice. So yes. theoretically, like if you get it right, like you join hands. The researchers join hands with the the correct citizen. They'll find and they out, just, and then like yeah. if they're the, I mean, there's two researchers, so like. I don't know. It gives you a clue. It's like, okay, maybe you touch the right hands. But there's like two yeah. researchers can each touch somebody, and then like one of them could get killed, and then you're not sure. Yeah, it's or one of the person yeah. whose hands they shaked could get killed, and then you can't finish. So it's it's yeah. dangerous. Trying after to... we explain all these roles, we should just talk about the roles. But after the game gets explained to them, they basically get like sixty minutes to just talk about the strategy of the game bef- and like go over the rules before, again. yeah, and like really learn the rules before they yeah. are before they're even assigned a role. And yeah. I think we should that like I feel like the bulk of this. What I would I want to talk about like if you were in me or in the game, yeah, what how would we be talking to each other and what would we be thinking and strategizing around? Exactly. Um, so we'll do that after we explain all the all the rules here. <laughs> um, and then researchers also, if they do develop the cure, will get an extra piece on top of the one they get for beating. Yes. For winning. And then the last citizen role is a journalist, which is there only one of them. Yes. Um, and they have the ability to investigate the identity of one person each round. So... And they will just they will know that person's role. But but they will not know if they have antibodies. Yeah, or not. they still don't get to know the antibodies. So, like antibodies can only be discovered by just like randomly holding hands with people that you think are citizens. Yes. All right, and then there's neutral people. There's two neutral people. Yeah. Who aren't citizens or terrorists, so they don't they their objectives like don't line up with. Yeah, they both sides theoretically do not care who wins. They are just out to get as many pieces as possible. Yeah, it's a little weird. So, like, the first neutral person is the officer. Where there's Who one seems officer. like it's on the side of the citizens. It's, yeah, but sure. It seems like they should be a citi- They should be a citizen because their goal is to just kill the two terrorists. Yes, they're the only person that can really kill the terrorists because oh, their 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 ability is like each round they can shoot one person and kill them. Yes, and they're the only person that can kill the terrorists unless a terrorist somehow lets the virus kill them, which. Since they have antidotes, it doesn't seem like that should be possible. Yeah. Um, unless there's a strategic reason to do it. But, like, the, the thing, I guess, that distinguishes the officer is that if they manage to kill both terrorists by the end of the second round, they're going to get four pieces. And with each round that goes by after that, it'll decrease by one piece. Yeah. When they finally kill both of them. So that's why they separate them out. Just Yeah, I guess they thought the officer was that. just, like, too strong. For, like, getting a piece for, by being a citizen and then also getting... I guess. Yeah. That doesn't really make sense that they're not also a citizen. Because their their objective, like, totally lines up with the citizens. Yeah. So that's a little weird. Um, but then the, the one neutral uh, person that makes sense is the fanatic. And their objective is just to get killed in any way possible. <laughs> Right. As soon as possible. As soon as possible. Yeah, they want to get because it's a similar thing where they get if they die in the first round, they get three pieces. Um, in the second or third third round, it'll be two pieces, and in the fourth round, it's one piece. So yeah, yeah. A fanatic could get like hell lucky and just be the first infected, and then they just die in two rounds anyway, right? <laughs> yeah, but you still want to go for that first round, you know? Just look suspicious as hell. Try to get shot. <laughs> yeah. So each round is thirty minutes. But there is no round limit. It just continues. There's until... a round limit, but you know, 
at, at some point everybody's going to die from the infection. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anything, so there is. But it does kind of result at the that. end of this, like too many rounds, I think, have had to have happened, like where no one could do anything but wait. The players that die will be isolated in the dealer's room, and then their their name and their role will be announced to everybody once you die. Yes. Um. So that's so like killing somebody like kind of gives you information, even if it's like you're not necessarily 100 percent sure like they're against you or whatever so the you officer least, like, should always something. be killing somebody maybe i don't know we can get we can just, we'll talk about that when that when the officer's decisions yeah, <laughs> in yeah. The, when the game when they get there um yeah so when you get infected basically you only have like one more round to live before you'll mm -hmm. die at the start you'll die at the end of the next round if you don't get cured yeah and and like getting cured is just the citizens winning the game there's there's nothing you can do to stop your own personal death at that point yeah because it it doesn't make sense to like get the terrorists to cure you right yeah, yeah yeah it doesn't make any sense unless you have the antibodies you might just survive from that that's true and then each player can take a test once per game a virus test once per game what's big is the virus test is also private so it's like you can help yourself get information, but you like people still have to trust you. Yeah. Whatever you say, you got resulted from the test. Yeah, and then they get sixty minutes to talk before the game starts. Yeah. Right, Sarah. You and I we're on the show, right? Okay. Are we theoretically in an alliance? Yeah. Let's let's talk as if like okay, we're getting good vibes off each other. We we okay. feel like we can work together, right? Sure. I don't know with with this thing. It's just like. I wouldn't want to make any plans ahead of time because, well, first of all, I'm just really bad at lying games. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there. But so, like, if, if we end up on opposite teams, like, obviously there goes our... Oh, see, our, I'm, uh, moving, I'm moving past you and going to the next person to talk to because that is oh, not, yeah, that's yeah. not that's how not I'm the, talking. That's okay. not, you're not the person I'm looking for, sir. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, I'm bad at these things. So, <laughs> so the whole thing is, like, I... I would want to find, like, at least one person in the game that is, like, willing to work with you regardless of what team you're on. Yeah. Right? And mm -hmm. then once you once you say what your roles are to each other, you just, like, decide between you two, like, okay, what's the, like, how do we get the most yeah. pieces together? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that, that's how I would go about it. And we're going to yeah, see that. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, the people that end up working together in this episode like they got very good roles for working together oh absolutely but I, i'm like i'd be totally down to just like if i found somebody that i thought i could trust like i would just be like i'll tell you my role no matter what it is like i don't care and then worst case scenario you're both citizens and have no power to do anything i mean worst case scenario game. worst case scenario is like i'm the terrorist and i tell them and they're the officer and then they just like immediately kill me because <laughs> because they didn't actually want to work together or something yeah but if if you wanted to work together with the officer it's a quick way to get four coins or four pieces between the two of you because you just have to then betray betray the other terrorist and then the officer can shoot both of you there you go four coins no but the terrorist gets it regardless of whether they're alive or not so to betraying the other terrorist doesn't matter right no no what i'm saying is if if i'm the officer and you're a terrorist you tell me who the other terrorist is. Round one, I shoot them. Round two, I shoot you. I get four pieces. I share them with you. We've accomplished the game. Oh, you could do that, yeah. But then everybody else will get one. 
So the so the better way the better way for us to play, I guess, would be more risky. Would be to like since you're the officer, like I can't, I will never die to anything except the virus, right? So the whole we could just play the whole objective of the game would just be figuring out who the researchers are, and if we kill the researchers, then I would get. It depends on what we. I guess I guess the other terrorists would also be getting coins. Like we could work together with the other terrorists too, like pull them in. Oh, and they, then they, it would be eight pieces. Then we'd get eight the pieces, us, right? Yeah. Okay, but then there's like better. a risk. There's a risk as us like not figuring out who the researchers are. That'd be well, like the only risk. I feel like if you've got three people shooting people round one. Yeah. You got a you pretty could, good. Yeah, you can literally yeah. three men shoot. Yeah. So I think there's like so many benefits if you can just find somebody that's willing to like not worry about winning the game yeah. and worry about just. Hey, we're in an alliance where we're gonna get as many pieces for ourselves as possible. And since two people can make it to the end, like I ideally you just have two people you could trust, but you could open it up to more people. Yeah. But chances are with the way that people are, are gonna go about this, especially in the first game, like a two man alliance can probably win the first game by themselves because <laughs> because yeah. everybody else isn't thinking that way yet. That's true. And are you also aiming to stop other people from getting pieces, or do you theoretically want more pieces into the mix? You want the biggest gap possible between you and That's everybody true. else. Because you have no way to guarantee getting those pieces from those people, so yeah. If we were the um, terrorist and officer, like maybe we would be incentivized to just shoot the two terrorists and take the four, because mm -hmm. then like, there's not a third person who also has pieces. Yeah. We would just be like the two in the front. But you also have to think is like, because this is early on and you theoretically are going to have to work outside of your initial two person alliance at some point. Um, are you just going to piss everybody off by this move immediately? Oh, but you wouldn't make it obvious that that's what you're doing. You like, you just be like, damn, the officer's like so good. I guess like if you were the officer, people would be like, oh my God, maybe they'd be intimidated by you or something. Except here's the thing at the end or at the beginning of the main map regularly they update you on how many pieces everybody has so when you as the t who the person who played the terrorist oh, oh yeah, yeah shows yeah. up with two pieces later and i only have two pieces they're gonna That's figure true. it out yeah you could play a little like you could play a little game where like you don't exchange the pieces right away but then you're like really put it like if i if i let you kill me and then you're holding onto the pieces like i'm putting a lot of faith that you'll just like give me pieces later or that will even get to the point where I'm ready to give you pieces before yeah. you need them. Because you can't trade in the game arena. And so yeah. if I don't trade before the next main match and you come in last place at that match and don't, you know, lose enough pieces, then you're out of the game. Yeah, I actually haven't seen the negative thing, but yeah, you're right. I think we like you wouldn't be able to do that. So you're right. Everybody would just see like you shared pieces with me and then kind And then of ruined assume. the game immediately. Yeah. Like, yeah. It would probably know, yeah. So yeah, the, again, like we, you can figure out a way to work together and hack the game, but you have to think about all the repercussions of doing that and whether or not it's worth it. Like yeah. it, the social aspect of this is like actually like way more important almost than the wits aspect. Like you, you, the games are so complicated that you do need to be able to understand them in order to execute like whatever social plan you come up with. But the social aspect is probably the most important, ultimately. Yeah. Um, and there's all, and then there's also like a like there's added, or like if you take a lead early in the show, like people are going to be incentivized 
to maybe yeah, not work with you or like the people that are behind are going to work together. Like, yeah, there's a whole, there's a lot of factors actually in deciding yes. what to do. Um, so like, yeah, even if you do work with somebody or figure out a way to win the game, I don't know. You just have to factor so many things. Yeah. Like, so the safer route theoretically for not pissing off everybody immediately would be to bring in the other terrorist and play the long game to win the game. So I feel like if you, you get to the end and, oh, the officer was, you know, not on the officer's side the whole time, people are going to be less pissed than just like, you just ended the game in two rounds. We didn't get to do anything. Yeah. You know? yeah. How about this? How about this? This, this is, this is the ultimate plan. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> so like, I'm the, let's say we get terrorist, the perfect scenario, right? Like terrorist officer or whatever. Yeah. Not that you can guarantee this, but let's say you just kill the two terrorists and you win the to the coins right mm -hmm. the, the the pieces and then you use the pieces in the living area and like you we like together we talk and we choose like because we would among us we would have six right so let's say we each want to have two right so th say there's like wait how would this work y you give me one so i have two and then so you have okay. what you have four, four. you have four yeah. right so then, you, but you, we can like talk about like two other people we want to work with. And then you give like one piece to two other people to get them like in on the alliance, basically. And then uh -huh. it just looks like I'm just out here building an alliance instead yeah, of we tanked this game. We, yeah. Okay. yeah. Like you, you, like you would look like you're doing something maybe, but at least it wouldn't look like we're like the, like somebody broke the game necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which might like rub people the wrong way even more, but you can, and then like less people are going to hate you if like you ultimately gave them a piece. I don't know. I yeah. I feel like you, you the pieces are definitely worth like leveraging social capital basically with. Yeah. Which is, but in this show, in this episode, we're going to mostly see like people being like, "Oh, you helped me win the game, so I'll give you like part of my winnings," basically. But it's not; yeah. they're not doing it in the sense of like. I'm trying to win you over necessarily. It's just like, it it's almost just feels like they're just like, they feel socially obligated to do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> more than anything. And now that I think about it a little bit more, like even if we did perfect scenario, um, terrorist officer team up officer kills in two rounds, like all the citizens are going to be pretty happy because they get the peace for winning the peace for surviving. Yeah. Oh, I forgot the people get peace for winning. Oh yeah. We don't want to do that. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> we have to we have to bring in the terrorist and on the somehow yeah. bring the second terrorist in on the whole scheme and now this is like, like a perfect their things <laughs> a perfect spread of roles for for a team up but like there's so many combinations in i know it's just not gonna get you anywhere useful yeah so what <laughs> what role do you want to get sarah what would you be hoping for um like if i'm going into this and i don't have anybody that i'm like ready to team up with i'm just like just give me ordinary citizens so i can't fuck up and it's it's fine oh you really like, That's i'm how just trying i'm just trying to like lay low not make big moves i know i'm bad at lying games just whatever my instinct was like oh i want to be the fanatic so bad i just want to try to get killed <laughs> oh, really? like that's it's it can't be that hard to get killed like you just have to look yeah. like a liar now like other people like, the terrorists are also bad. Like, they're also going to seem like liars. But even then, like, it's still, like, almost a coin flip that you'll get killed anyway, basically. There are three different people you can convince 
to kill you. You can look like you're a terrorist and get the officer to kill you. Yeah. Or you could look like the journalist and get the terrorist to kill you or the or researcher, researcher or you know, something yeah. useful. Like There's so many ways to get killed. Or you you yeah. could just get lucky and just die to the infection early. Like yeah. the yeah. the the fanatic seems so good. I think it's the easiest role, but still easy but in terms of like the odds of you winning, but still fun where you can do stuff mm, to get yeah, yourself yeah. killed and stuff. And it's like a little like, like you might rub people the wrong way, but it's kind of like a funny role to have. Like, I, I feel like yeah. it, nobody's going to be like, you're not really on anybody's team. So nobody's going to be mad at you if you win kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like you weren't, you weren't against either side necessarily. Although. You just distracted <laughs> them. From although with stuff. what's going to happen in the episode. Yeah. It's a little the way different. this actually plays out is totally different. I feel like ordinary citizen would be the the one I wouldn't want just because it. The only thing you have as an ordinary citizen is trying to figure out if you're the antibody person or not. I mean, you can still help trying to figure out who people are. Yeah, you can do what everybody else is doing, but there's no, like... You have no, no special abilities yeah. to help you with that, yeah. So here's an ordinary citizen. So, like, the researchers can only hold hands yes. with one person. We're going to get into... I, I, I love talking about this before we get into it. Because... <laughs> uh, are you aware of like what they knew each role had to do? Because I, I think some of the things were secret, but not necessarily all of them. So like the researcher. Okay, so I think like everybody knows that people have abilities, but they don't know how they the actions they have to do to use those abilities. Do you think that's true for researcher? Yeah. Like I think that everybody knew that they have to like develop the cure, but nobody knows what that action actually looks like. Okay. So if I was an ordinary citizen, I wouldn't even know that, oh, like somebody's going to have to hold my hand to try to develop the cure. They wouldn't. I wouldn't yeah. know that. Oh, okay. Well, then it's And totally it turns sucks. into like, it's somebody holds your hand on a specific bench even. Like it's very prescribed. Oh, it's that one? Like, it's a specific yeah, bench? It's a oh, specific really? bench they have to sit on and hold their hand for like five seconds. Oh, that's very silly. Okay. Yeah. I thought the five seconds was the thing that was like, you didn't accidentally hold somebody's hand. It was like, you did for five seconds intentionally, basically. Yeah, but so okay. we can go through the other ones. Like, the journalist has a particular phone in their two different rooms that have phones. And they just go in and they go, tell me who this person is. The reason I was wondering specifically for the the researchers was because I thought as an ordinary citizen, if I knew the mechanic to do the research uh -huh. step, the development step... You could just like go hold every single person's hand. Now you oh, don't yeah. you don't know if there's a side effect of holding other like an infected person's hand. Yeah. It ends up not being the case. But then like if I held everybody's hand in a round and then we developed a cure, unless other people were doing the same thing I was, like I, I could at least find out like if I had the antibodies or not, you know. Yeah. Now if if the if I if a researcher told me that's the mechanic, then I could try to touch everybody's hand. But at that point, if a researcher told you, then you'd know who the researcher was. So you don't have to hold everybody's hand. If they, like, proved to me they know the rule. Yeah. Unless they got told by a researcher and now they're pretending to be a researcher. Uh, yeah, you never, you never yeah, really yeah. know 100%, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely want, like, something, a role that does something. You know? <laughs> I wouldn't just want to sit there. I feel like the researcher role is just, like, too tedious it's hard i think it's very hard yeah the terrorist role is too like oh no i have to hide who i am real hard and that i i could deal with being a journalist as 
but I would not play it the way the journalist gets played in this because you should not say who you are ever as the journalist. And she immediately tells everyone she's the journalist. Yeah. And the officer is too much pressure. You have to kill the right people. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the officer is an important role. Oh, what role? What role? Like, what everybody does is they, they pretend to be an ordinary citizen, regardless of their role. Is that yeah. is that the move? That's is, the move. Is there, is there a better role to pretend to be besides that? No, because everything else people can figure out. What like, if what if I just pretend to be the fanatic? Pretend to be the fanatic. Um, like I'm I'm actually an ordinary citizen, but I'm pretending to be the fanatic. What benefit do you get from that? I don't know how. Like I don't know how you would pretend. I to guess be the fanatic. you would not get shot. You would not get shot. Yeah. So like because people would want to waste their shot you on you. Okay. But I mean, like, I don't know how you pretend to be the fanatic, because the fanatic would never tell somebody they're the fanatic. Yeah, you'd have to pretend to be, a, like, a terrorist or Yeah, you'd have to, like, pretend role, to be yeah. the terrorist, but you're actually an ordinary citizen, which is probably causing too much chaos if you're an ordinary citizen. Yeah. So I guess if, you, if you're an ordinary citizen, you want, like, the game to be as tame as possible, so you, you probably yes. just say you're an ordinary citizen, like everybody yep. else is. Plus, you also want, like, the researcher to, like, come up to you and be like, oh, you're an ordinary citizen? Let's hold hands. Yeah, yeah. The ordinary citizen knows, like, they have to interact with the researcher in some way. They just don't know what it is. Yeah. Okay. And a person who is a researcher should never tell anyone why they are holding their hands. Unless they, yeah, unless they trust them, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and really, you should trust no one, so. Well, I mean, I think you should find people you trust and trust them 100%. And then it, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, especially in this first game, like, they don't know how the show works necessarily, but there's actually, like, no risk of going home in this game. So you might yeah. as well, like, find somebody and, like, try to build an alliance with them and, like, just 100% trust each other. And if they, like, fuck you over, at least you know not to trust them anymore, you know? It's yeah. like, you're not, at least you're not eliminated. That's true. Because ultimately, like, no matter what, I guess if the citizens had won, a bunch of people would have had, uh, like, two tokens. But Yeah. But, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I really think on the show, like, finding a person or two that you just work together no matter what is the is the strategy yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah uh okay now let's break down what actually happens on this show <laughs> I, I talking about the games honestly is like the biggest fun part of watching the show to me it's like oh what's, yeah what would you do if you were on this show <laughs> but all right uh yeah i don't think any of the players that talk any of the conversations before the game start was overly interesting yeah because they don't show us the interesting ones until a flashback yeah later. we get a flashback <laughs> later but it's just like people like speculating, but they don't even know the role yet. So it's like it doesn't really. And Orbit anymore. goes around being like, "If I, you know, I have a role, I have a way for the citizens to win." So you know, citizens come find me after everybody picks their roles. Yeah. No one wants to be a citizen more than Orbit. Oh yeah. Yeah, he just like I'm gonna make the good guys win, but like there are no good guys. <laughs> like this guy. Yeah. I don't really understand this guy's mentality. But also like, okay, so his big strat is like. Let's all stand in a circle according to our numbers and social distance so that way no one can infect anyone. And then this is super interesting. The researchers are like, but bro, we can't do anything. We can't research things if we're in a circle. So he's like using it as a way to see who's going to object to his plan because he figures they're terrorists. But like literally everybody who has something to do in this game is like, but then I can't do the thing I need to do in this yeah. game. So that, but that the thing is, so Orbit actually does end up being an ordinary citizen. So he yes. actually doesn't know any of the mechanisms to for people to like do their yeah. role specific action. But it is it is like kind of smart for him to think like, okay, 
the the terrorists have to infect somebody and a, there's like a good chance that like they're going to do that by touching somebody yeah uh it's actually like kind of good next level thinking except it's not that that's not how they infect people but you know it ends up being fine. wrong but it is an interesting thought yeah but the best he does with this strategy and again it's not like his real strategy he's mostly using it to see how people react do you think he actually from the start that was his plan like he knew people wouldn't do it well because the best this plan does is get a stalemate there's no way to like develop the cure if you're all just standing there staring at each other in a circle for half oh yeah an hour. but he doesn't know that but does does he, i'm what i'm saying is do you think he actually knew that this was a bad strategy and he just offered it because he would get reads out of people or so, did he yeah. think it was a good strategy and then real and then people were like no this is dumb and he was like oh but then after the fact was like oh i still got information out of that um i'm inclined to believe that that he figured out that there's no way to win. Oh, you think if, he actually did? Every, okay. Yeah. Because, I don't, but he doesn't know any of the information, so I feel like right. He, but he also doesn't know how people get infected, and he made assumptions about that, which I think following down that route, you would also assume that oh yeah, you probably have to do something to make a cure that isn't just stand around and stare at each other, you know? Okay. I, I kind of thought that he like didn't think that far ahead and just thought they could win by. I mean, maybe that's true. I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe if yeah. that's true, good cover up with saying he was getting a read off of me. Yeah, I couldn't tell if he was giving himself too much credit or I mean, it it definitely got a read off people, but it it the read is like, oh, okay, you're if anybody reacted in a weird way to it, it was like, okay, you're not an ordinary citizen because only the yeah. ordinary citizen couldn't do anything, which is still information. Oh yeah, it's definitely a, actually a lot of information, and I feel like. It wasn't until the second time that I watched this that I realized that. And then I was like, oh, yeah, the people that reacted weren't ordinary citizens. <laughs> I didn't actually, like, fully understand what the first time I watched it, what Orbit was, like, in trying to do. I was just like, this seems dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but when I got it the second time, I was like, okay, we actually learned information from this. Okay, uh, the only role that gets revealed to us right away is the uh, journalist role, which is everybody's auntie. Yes. Young Rim. Yeah. So the audience knows that one right away. That one makes sense to show the audience right away, I think. Yeah. Especially because she is she does not keep it a secret for long at all. She tells a lot of people right away. Yeah, she tells like who does she tell right away? It, it's like Dong J, the 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 perfect student, right? He's like Yeah, which is turns out to be like the worst person to yeah. tell. Uh it's yeah. It's not the it doesn't it's not like the worst person, but like for some reason, Dong Jae's like, I'm a citizen. And she's just like, I believe you. And then just tells her yeah. the role. She's the first person to say she's not an ordinary citizen, right? Yeah. Everybody else is just like, yeah, I'm just an ordinary citizen. <laughs> uh, and then Dong Jae says that he's an ordinary citizen, of course. So, of course, not only do we are like, Kyung Grim's the only one we know, but that's the only one anybody knows <laughs> yeah. besides themselves. Mm -hmm. Now, Ren, when round one starts, this is actually before Orbit can do his social distancing strategy. Siwan, mm -hmm. the uh, actress inventor, she, like, grabs Orbit and, like, pulls him aside. And this is actually, like, like if they plan this shit, this is, like, next level. But I, I don't think they plan this. Like, she yeah. pulls him aside and is, like, like grabs his, physically grabs his arm and is just, mm -hmm. like, like, are you really an ordinary citizen? And he's, like, yeah. And she's, like, oh, okay, okay. Me too, or whatever. 
Yeah. And but this like this action has like huge ramifications on the yes. game. It, it, which like makes so much sense based on what Orbit predicts like the me- the mechanisms to be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so after this happens, and I don't even think Orbit like really put together that Siwon touched him for this right in this moment like he didn't really think about it even though he's like almost immediately going to announce this plan where like hey we should social distance so nobody touches anybody (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah but like other people see it other but like everybody saw c1 like pull orbit aside right as the game started yeah so orbit lays out his plan that like oh like the terrorists must have to touch us or something so if we just don't touch anybody maybe we'll won't nobody will get infected <laughs> i mean they would have found out after like the first round that that wasn't ca- the case unless yeah. they like 100 percent went in on the c1 thing um but they don't have to guess on c1 because <laughs> uh kyung room uses her journalistic powers and is yeah, like she's gonna ultimately decide to investigate c1 right because mm-hmm. because people pointed out the grabbing orbit aside thing yeah right and she's like talking to the luggage lady and the gopro lady right and mm-hmm. she's like they're they're saying stuff about c1 and then she's like all right i'm the journalist so she's telling she's telling a bunch yep. of people she's the journalist and then after that conversation she just decides to go right research c1 research yeah. c1 and he's a terrorist <laughs> almost coincidental like this ends up being a total coincidence like it's actually super weird i i'm i'm actually mm-hmm. like a little confused she does end up being a terrorist. But we're going to find out later that, like, this grabbing Orbit's arm had nothing to do yeah. with the infection, right? So it was actually just, like, a weird thing that happened. Like, I, I don't know if, like, C1 did this intentionally for a reason or if it was actually, like, she was trying to, like, I, I don't know. I don't know what she was trying to do here. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. It is it's pretty weird. Like, it, it, was she trying to figure out, like, who the other terrorist? I, I don't know. It's super weird. Yeah, um, I don't. Because th- this action alone is what gets her researched as the first person, right? Yes, but she does not get assassinated as a uh, you know by the officer at this point at all. Yeah, so Kyungrin like comes out and it's basically gonna like go to everybody except for Siwon and be like, "I'm the journalist. I just researched Siwon, and she's a terrorist." Yes, but like, does this this information definitely gets to who ends up being the officer, right? In a later round, it, you don't you don't think this gets around to everybody in the first round. Like, I, do, I, do you think the officer chooses not to act and knows the information, or just doesn't find out? The I think he didn't know. We don't see her tell him. And okay, like I I would think if he had heard anything about this, the moment that because Youngrim's about to die, she dies in the middle of the round. I thought all the dying would happen at the end of the round. Nope. The announcer comes up. Yeah, says this person is dead. This is their role. It revealed she was a researcher. Then as the officer, you got to assume, oh, she was right. I should kill that terrorist she just said was a terrorist. Yeah. And that doesn't happen. So I don't think he has this information at all. I guess he doesn't. Or he just was too slow. Because, like, if he if he kills the uh, C1, the terrorist, mm-hmm. like, fast enough, it completely changes the game. Yeah. And ultimately, like, not only does he not kill her first, but he doesn't even kill her in the first round, which is like... He doesn't kill anybody in the first round. He doesn't kill anybody in the first round, which isn't necessarily bad if he didn't have any idea the terrorist was, but there was, like, at least something going on that made it... (laughs) So, so, um, yeah, so Kyungrim's going around and is like, she's a terrorist, she's a terrorist, and then 
at some point there's just an announcement and yeah it's just like and it's just like Kyungrim is now dead <laughs> yep <laughs> and so she had to have been shot by somebody in the middle of the round and then it's revealed to everybody that she's the journalist yeah so like it's crazy to me that the officer did not hear Kyungrim's information saying she was the the journalist and then telling everybody that Siwon was a terrorist and then after in the middle of the round Kyungrim gets revealed as the journalist confirming mm -hmm. that she was telling the truth and then still the officer does not kill Siwon in the first round yeah, like it's at this point, as an ordinary citizen, I would be like, did everybody hear who she said was the yeah, terrorist? Like, what the hell? Like, Nobody is communicating this information. Like, if that. you're an ordinary citizen and you can't do anything, just like have a public announcement and be like, yo, Whoever is this the person, like, <laughs> Kyungrim was saying Siwon is the terrorist. Everybody in this, multiple people in this room will confirm that. Right? Like, she was yep. telling everybody, if the officer did not find out this information, like, go kill C1 right now. <laughs> <laughs> but somehow that doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah. Also in the first round, we get revealed who the researchers are. Now, this was also yes. weird. Like, do the researchers know who the other researchers are? They did not say that as part of the rules, but these two find each other real quick. They, yeah, they kind of make it seem like the researchers know each, each other are. Mm -hmm. um, I get the sense that the the idol boy, yeah, he's one of the researchers. I feel like he was like one, one of the early people to just kind of like start telling people who he was. And then maybe got... Mm. The other researcher was like, oh, hey, 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 chill out. The cool math lawyer is like the other researcher. So they, yeah. at, at some point, they just like agreed that they believed each other. So they were like... They had, like, an extra piece of paper with, like, th what they had to do on it. And they were actually, like, showing it to uh, Siwon, right? They were actually showing it to Siwon. Yeah. Like, oh, we have to hold, like, so they're sitting on this bench with Siwon. And they're like, okay, so we're the, re we're the, the researchers. <laughs> and they're, like, holding her hands during it. And they're like, this is what we have to do to, to you know, yeah. <laughs> research the stuff. And she's like, oh, have you done that yet? She's like, I'm doing it to you right now. <laughs> Yeah, but this was actually all before all the C1 is a terrorist stuff got out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they at least, I don't know what the idol boy did. I think the I think the cool math lawyer, uh, Dongju, I think she mm -hmm. ended up doing the research with, yeah. with C1, so she yes. wasted it that round. I don't know who the idol boy did it with. I was under the impression that together they do it to one person, but oh. maybe I'm wrong. Oh, maybe. I guess that's more fair. I don't know. I don't know if it's too overpowered if two people can do it or not. Yeah. Like well, with the not. terrorists, like with they, they, they only so infect hard. one person. Yeah. I don't know that this is completely like they, balanced. There are two people properly. trying to find one person in the entire game. Yeah. And then they need two rounds. With, yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like they should be able to do it separately, but I don't know. We actually. never see them do it separately, but that doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Yeah. It, doesn't, I, it, I it just wasn't important know. to the story because ultimately, yeah. yeah, ultimately the researchers fail. So, like, these are two big, like, from the start, the the big reasons that were, or three big reasons that the citizens are not going to do well going forward. We've got the researchers have told a terrorist who they are. The journalist has outed herself and gotten murdered. And the officer has heard none of this and did not shoot a known terrorist. And so, yeah, like... They are well behind. Round one is a disaster for the citizens. Now, it, it's not... 
over, which is kind of crazy, but yeah. it, they definitely are way behind where they could have been if mm-hmm. people had played better. Another thing that happens that goes sort of unnoticed is that Dong Jae tells Junbin he's the journalist before Hyogrim dies. And so as soon as she dies and her role is announced, Junbin should have been like, oh, Dong Jae is sketch. And he does not do that. He seems to just ignore it. Yeah. He's a, yeah. There's a couple people that like, they see things happen and they're a little like. They don't do anything they, about it. Yeah. Yeah. Now I feel like, who's this? The, the traveling YouTuber, right? Yeah. Yeah. Junbin. Is that Junbin? It's Junbin. Yeah. Yeah. Junbin. I feel like he did tell people this and it was like known information. But it just like never went anywhere. Yeah. And I think he takes a while before he starts talking to people about it. And it, it is a little, like, I don't know how sketched out I would, or no, he said he was the researcher. Yeah, pretending to be the researcher is weird. Oh, no, he said he was the journalist. It was, um... Sorry, sorry. When I, when I said researcher, I meant journalist, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Dung Jay pretending to be the journalist. Like, that's a weird role to pretend to be. Yeah. So I feel like... That should have been, like, a big clue as to who he was. Like, what's the only yeah. role that would pretend to be the journalist? Right? There's only one role that would pretend to be. I guess terrorists could also There's pretend two. to be journalists. Yeah. Yeah. That's still, like, the moment you try to pretend to be a role that there's only one of, that's, like, risky. Yeah. Because you might be talking to the one other person with that role. Yeah. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah. But basically, Dong Jae, from the start, has, like, been caught in a lie. Yeah. Like, clearly, he's not an ordinary citizen. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So then, uh, yeah, at the end of the first round, there's an announcement. Um, the number they reveal the number of infected players. So there's three infected players. So that's that's kind of what's expected, right? So yes, the terrorists we're t- infected. Told we're not told who they are, just that there are three infected yeah. players. So the terrorists infected one person, and then at the by the end of the round, that person infected two other people. The two people just, next to them just in, naturally, the, in the circle. Yeah. yeah, so that makes sense. That's what's what was expected. Now, some people were, like, shocked that the terrorists infected people on the first turn. But it's like, why would you wait? Why would <laughs> yeah, you wait yeah. for the terrorists? Um, so they're trying to figure out, basically, like, okay, who was infected first, right? Yeah, and Orbit says that he figures the terrorists are going to pick the person who are the furthest away from him. And he's the furthest away from Siwon. And I don't know if he did not hear that she was a terrorist already or what. But he links it back to the arm linking thing. Yeah. And so he's like, I think that's when I got infected. I'll go do um the test and see if I'm infected. And then if I am, then she's totally a terrorist. Meanwhile, like we already know she's a terrorist, but yeah. nobody has listened to this information. It's not it's not a hundred percent because he could be like next to the person who was first infected. Yeah, yeah. But it's like there's so much evidence pointing to C1 being a terrorist, like including the journalist just <laughs> saying that that they are a terrorist. Um but this is actually pretty smart. Like, say he didn't even know. Like, say the journalist didn't already reveal who the terrorist was. Like, I feel like this is actually mm-hmm. pretty. Yeah, this is intuitive logic. It's just I, I'm frustrated that it took this to get action to happen. You know. But imagine like that they didn't know who the terrorist was, but he's like putting together like, oh, this person like yeah. touched my arm in a weird way, and I'm like across the circle from them. Yeah. Like I think it's actually the logic smart. is sound. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now is there any is there any reason like I, I was wondering like could a, a terrorist like infect themselves to start the game to throw people off? But I, I guess they would be like cured after this 
second But then they could say they have the antibodies. Yeah, they could, yeah. And then they could waste the researcher's turn. Maybe that's a good move. I guess less people die as fast, so, like, they might get more rounds out of it. I don't know. You'd have to do the math mm, that's on That's true. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I haven't thought about that. But but Orbit's right. Like, the the go-to thought process of a terrorist, like, like if you're just like, okay, who do I infect? You just, like, infect the person on the opposite of the circle, and then, like, all the – everybody else will die, like, before you do, basically. Yeah. As fast as possible, basically, from the virus, at least. Now, that is, again, like, assuming a grouping of terrorists on one side of the circle or who they've decided the opposite side should come from, you know, because there's two terrorists, it gets a little wonky, but yeah, it worked out. <laughs> he, know, he knows he's on the opposite side of somebody that has been acting like a terrorist, basically. And I don't know if, like, it, it might not entirely be that is the reason they picked him. It might also be because he is a person who is gathering people around and trying to have a plan and might be pretty effective at figuring out what's going on. Oh, and so it's just too, good yeah. to get rid of him anyway. Yeah, it, it worked out and it made sense to do it. And then uh, Dong Jae, the perfect student who already got caught in a lie. He's like trying to convince people that, oh, he's, he's trying to say that it doesn't make sense for the terrorists to have killed the journal, the journalist, which is silly. <laughs> I tried to follow what he was like, what his argument was. I don't think it made any sense, right? It it didn't. He was it just didn't. strictly okay. trying to defend her because, I mean, we can we find say out it later. Now. Yeah, like he is in an alliance with her. Yeah, and he's he ends up being in a role where like he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> yeah he's the fanatic so he's, like yeah. it, it it, he ends just... up being the fanatic which makes sense for the lies he's telling but like yeah I, like i'm curious what he would have done if he was not the fanatic right well he like would does, he have worked he goes, with her he, in a different way he doesn't like necessarily try to get himself killed like he's 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 purposely sort of skipping out on no he's definitely trying to get himself killed but really? he's doing it he's doing it the right way he's like acting suspicious as hell well i guess here's the problem looking like the fanatic and also trying to take the heat away from actual terrorists kind of look the same yeah but he's so doing it seems that, like but... yeah, yeah yeah but it seems like he is foregoing actually getting the the pieces he could get for his role to help her out in the long run long run like it looks like he's committing to the alliance but i guess you could see it both ways like he's just also failing to die but I would think if he was just trying to die right now, would he waste his time defending her here? Because would a, I guess a terrorist would defend her here if she was also a terrorist. But if she was not a terrorist, he would want her to die. So does it look like the most suspicious behavior? I don't know. I mean, if I say I was the officer in this game and uh -huh. I was privy to the most common information. Yeah, yeah. I would have killed C1 in round one and killed Dong Jae in round two, 100%. Which means Dong Jae yeah. basically played it perfectly. Like it, That's how I think of it. It's kind of okay. crazy to me that it, it made it this far. But still, like that's not him maximizing his points. I think he spends a lot of time not being the worst at this game in a way that would get him shot. You know what I mean? Like I, 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 I think he is playing in a way that is fairly committed to the Alliance more than his own okay. peace getting. Yeah, I mean, arguing for the, like, terrorists to not get killed, I mean, it does line up with him, like, because he doesn't want bullets to be wasted, not on him. So, like, he might as well do it. I don't know. Like, so that's what I'm, like, ultimately, like, it's going to appear as if he 
and Siwon were like in an alliance, but I'm just not 100% convinced. Now, you've watched more of the show, so you might know, but I'm not 100% convinced that like he would have worked with her regardless of what roles they got. I think it just kind of like worked out where he got a role that could work with her very easily. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say he's committed to the alliance. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. From just this game, it is not clear. Well, it is also hard to tell in the future because of the way things pan out. It does largely become some people who are kind of alliance in an alliance and then everybody else because mm. Orbit is doing his trying to save everybody situation. And the people who win this game are the people who have the most coins and therefore everybody's just sort of default against them. So I guess it is kind of hard to tell if he would have stuck with that alliance going forward or is he sort of pushed in that box because of circumstance. But there is a point in here where he convinces the officer to kill somebody else where he could have been doing work to convince them to kill himself. So I do think he's still, like, in it to work this alliance. I see what you're saying. Yeah, he he ends up, like, maximizing the alliance effectiveness. But I'm also wondering, like, okay, if he wanted to get killed, what do you say? Now, I, I still question it, but let's wait till we get it and then we can talk more about Dung okay. Jay at the end. Uh, Dongju, the cool match lawyer, is going to try to, in the second round, is going to hold hands with the uh, Junbin, the traveling YouTuber. Yes. Um, but she does it this time in a way where, like, he doesn't she even doesn't, realize what's yeah. happening. Yeah. it's just, yeah. And I was actually really impressed by this because, like, he had no reaction to her touching him. Mm-hmm. Which, and I feel like physical contact is, like, something you would notice in Korea? I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, this isn't a dating know. show, so it's different, but... Yeah, that's true. But she was just, like, so natural at it that I was mm-hmm. I, I was like, okay, like, I I don't know. I was I already liked her, so I guess I'm biased, but I was, like, impressed by being able to do something s- so subtly like that. Yeah, yeah. Ultimately, it doesn't matter for the researchers, but I, I was still impressed <laughs> yeah, yeah. by that move. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and then Junbin thinks uh, Guillaume... Uh, must be the officer. Because... And then he's just very confused. <laughs> yeah. And that's now why this, he didn't kill the terrorist. This is also such a good read, actually. Like I like I would be in this game like as the as like one of the citizens and being like, how is this person like how has the officer not killed this person yet? And like I would either assume like, okay, the officer is just working with the terrorists mm. or or the officer just does not understand the rules or doesn't understand like the strategy of the game. Yeah. And I think so much of the reason they pick him is because he's the foreigner who's, you know, Korean is not his native language. And he is also playing that up to look confused. Well, he's not and playing so, up that he's like, can't speak Korean that well. Or I mean, maybe that's, but that he's maybe that's confused part... about. The, I, I think that's just like an underlying part of it. And he's maybe. he's just acting like, oh, yeah, I just don't understand the rules. Like. Yeah. yeah, and I think that I think the him being a foreigner is why he gets away with not under the quote unquote not understanding the rules so easily. You know, yeah, being confused is probably like if you're ever gonna play like one round of like Mafia or like Secret Hitler or any any of these kind of mm-hmm. games, like if you're playing with like a new group of people, play acting like you're confused is probably the best strategy. <laughs> yeah, to play like I've used it so many times to win like the first round. Yeah. Um, but the problem the problem with the strategy going forward though is that like it never works again. Oh like, yeah, absolutely. Like you might actually be confused about what the rules are later in another game and people will just be like, "Nah, you're you're the fucking you're the fucking <laughs> terrorist." And I, and then like 
and then you just like get targeted for like things you did in the past but they like <laughs> yeah absolutely like and maybe you deserve that maybe you don't but like it's i'll be interested to see how people play with uh guillaume going forward because he basically just plays this like i don't understand what's going on dumb guy card for mm -hmm. this whole first game and it works so well because of the like all all the events that happen yeah but yeah so junbin thinks that guillaume is the officer and he's just fucking confused and doesn't <laughs> like didn't know that that uh the like the journalist already knows that seiwan <laughs> was uh, a terrorist so he's yeah, like yeah. going to him and being like you have to kill like seiwan you're the officer right and he's like like Gam's like um like he, <laughs> like he's like he's acting confused in a way that like makes sense like because it's like you're confused about whether or not you should be admitting to somebody that you're the officer mm -hmm. so like i i understand like reading him like how he he does like i don't know how intentionally he is but he does kind of like do do a good job of like pretending to be the officer by like not saying anything and just acting confused yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's really weird <laughs> And then, like, the perfect sequence of events happen to help him maintain this cover, which is, like, so Orbit does his test to find out that he is, in fact, infected. Comes out and tells everybody that, you know, C1 must have infected him when she held his arm. And she goes, like, oh, no. Look, I'll show you. That doesn't mean anything. And links arms with Sokjin, who, like, freaks the fuck out and leaves. And then, like, two seconds later, C1's dead. So I'm like, oh, Sokjin's the officer. But this is also shortly after Junbin tells Yami to go kill Siwon. So he's like, oh, yeah, he did it. Good job. And so he could he continues to be convinced that that uh, he's the officer just because it all lines up time wise. Did you actually 100 percent know Sokjin was the officer because of that? Oh, yeah, because she linked arms with him. He went, what the fuck? Ran away to like a minute later. She's dead. Like, I was oh. like, oh, he went to do whatever he had to do to kill her. And I was assuming it was like the the journalist where he just had to call in and be like, yeah, kill her. Oh, whatever. you thought it would be like that. Okay. I didn't really like make any assumptions about how people do anything. Cause like, we're going to find out that like the terrorists have to kill people by like pointing finger guns at them, <laughs> like right next to them, which yeah, is kind of like, kind of however weird. many seconds, like it, it is an observable act. It is very risky. <laughs> it's kind of like weird that the officer's shooting mechanic wasn't the same, but I guess like thematically, like the offers just, the officer's just like, putting out a hit on somebody yeah. <laughs> or something. He has to like go and flip a book with their number on it upside down in a room yeah. somewhere. Yeah, it's like a secret, like, yeah, there's like a shelf with numbered books and he has to like flip them over to mean he's shooting somebody. Yeah. But I would not have like, assumed that that was the case, especially if I was just like an ordinary citizen and didn't know any of the mechanics on how people do oh, anything. Oh, yeah, but from like the god tier oh, yeah, I guess of the show, know, I yeah. was like, yeah, 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 okay, he's the officer. Yeah, he does, like, immediately disappear, and then... So you think there's, like, no time lapse between, like, okay, the officer shoots somebody, and then the show just immediately announces? In later rounds, when we are aware of what the mechanic is, and they're just all in the room, and he's like, I'm the officer, I gotta flip a book, he flips the book, and they immediately tell. Like, the okay. announcement immediately comes on. So I'm just assuming that is true the rest of the time. I guess the show has to do that because it's like they don't want the dead person to, like, do anything after yeah. they should be dead but it also kind of because of how he has to go kill somebody it like kind of gives him away they might actually 
delay a bit more if the terrorist is shooting someone because they're literally standing next to them doing finger guns at them. Yeah. But yeah, I'm yeah. not sure. I don't know. If, yeah. But again, like, if they're supposed to be dead, they shouldn't be doing anything. Like, if they're a yeah, researcher, exactly. you don't want them to, yeah. Although, I guess the show could just be like, okay, anything they did after this doesn't count anymore. Or something like that. Oh, that's true. Yeah. But the other researcher knew that they did whatever, so then would assume that the person they did science with didn't have the... That would be too Yeah, it would be weird, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the officer kills Siwon, and then uh, what What else At happens At this later point... This Oh, um, Orbit is so pleased with himself. Yeah. That he's just like, well, you know, this is going to be a really boring pilot. I guess they shouldn't have invited a science guy. And he's just like, well, the game involves science. It couldn't be helped. Sorry I ruined it for everyone. Like, he is so confident that they are about to win. Junbin is the same way, too, because he feels like he... Junbin also feels like he solved it. Oh, yeah, because he thought he told the officer to go kill the terrorist. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So now he's just like, oh, now Guillaume just has to go kill Dungjae, which again makes sense. Yeah. And we win, and then that's it. It doesn't matter. And so, yeah, at this point, everybody does become, like, really sure that Dongjae is the second terrorist. So, yeah, he's doing a great job. Yeah, but if he was just trying to get killed, he would let himself get killed in the next round, and it would have been done for him. Well, I guess. I guess he could have gone, he could have just gone silent and let them do it, but that would also, like, kind of be suspicious. You know what I mean? Like, he should always be fighting that somebody else is the terrorist up until the point that he dies, right? He does kind of, like, at the end of this round, he does kind of behave like he's just like, oh, there's no way around it. You're not listening to me, so what am I going to do? Like, that is a way he could continue to play it. But then in in the third round, he, like, turns it around and starts blaming someone and gets them killed instead. Like, he would have gotten, I think, two pieces if he got killed in the third round, and he gives up on that for the sake of the alliance, so... That's why I'm convinced. Hmm, okay. Like, I think if I'm him, I just let them waste a bullet on me. And ultimately, like, that should just win the game, regardless of if the game immediately ends when I get killed. You know what I mean? That's why I was, like, not convinced he was, like, all, like not get, not trying to get killed. I don't, I don't yeah, know. Honestly, like, I don't know that, that his behavior right now matters because, like, round one was so bad for the civilians, even though they didn't realize it. Because at this point cool lawyer is infected right and she's a researcher and at the end of this round the uh the 17 boy or the idol guy gets killed he gets shot by the second terrorist and so therefore your researchers are about one of them's dead and the other one's about to be dead and so there's no chance to make a cure yeah at the end of round two orbit dies from the virus as expected so that he was right he did get everything right uh, up until this point uh and he was an ordinary citizen that gets revealed and then there's currently four people infected so none of the two people next to orbit had the antibodies yes now that four people are infected okay so it is narrowing down who could have the antibodies well one of those people next to him was a researcher so they only really theoretically eliminated one person as an antibody person not that anybody knows this oh, uh, yeah. the research i'm just saying yeah. it like the game mechanic is kind of eliminating the people that you could that's true so i guess if you're the researcher you want to like maybe you want to handshake people that are like on the well if you can if you can figure out where the center uh or the patient zero is whoever was infected first like you want to like shake hands with people that are on like the opposite side of the circle from them at least a little bit 
do you or, or do you really or do you need to, to i think i think you, you want to you have to go to people shake to the them. yeah just in case well i guess because they wouldn't die i guess it if, really if just you depends on where you are you know on the gonna, circle yeah. yeah if you know you're gonna die in like two rounds you might as well if at least shake hands with somebody that's not gonna die in two rounds i guess is the only thing you can do yeah whatever <laughs> the math the cool math lawyer realizes that there's no way they can possibly do a cure anymore because the re one racist surgeon is dead and she's going to die in one round, just like you said. Yeah. Um, so the citizens can only win by killing the terrorists now. So it's all up to the officer. Yes. Which they think is Guillaume. So everyone's like talking to Guillaume and being like, they're like debating like, okay, who do we think the last last terrorist is, <laughs> basically? But then he admits to killing the researcher. Does that happen now? There, there's like a weird to... sequence of events here. All right, um... so for, first, so first, what happens is the new the new person that the perfect student who we know is the fanatic, um, mm -hmm. Dong J, he throws out that the GoPro girl woman is the terrorist. Yeah, there's like nothing to back this other than that he's just like she's been quiet. Like right, and it's like yeah, she's an ordinary citizen. She has zero things yeah, like, to do in I, this game. Like now, if I was a terrorist, would be my play probably would be to be quiet until like something was happening that would make me yeah. have to do something. But I would only be doing that because it's like that's kind of what I would probably do if I was an ordinary citizen. Because there's like nothing yeah. I could do again, like unless that thing came up where like i logically figured out like this person has to be a terrorist and like the officer's not doing anything then i would like get up and do something you know and honestly like even if i was a terrorist i might just say that because i like if my partner is just like had i might as well just like do the thing that the terrorist would never do yeah because like i would have just assumed that like okay they're dead in this round i might as well just be the one that like really pushes for them to die <laughs> mm -hmm. so he, dong jay's throwing out the gopro woman as this new target, which is just like, it's kind of out of nowhere, basically. So again, you're just being sketchy. Yeah. But then somehow people get confused. And this is where <laughs> I think people just didn't understand the rules, like, actually. So I forget who was talking. Was it, like, the GoPro woman and the, the pup, like, the the doctor woman? Human? Human? They were talking, uh, and they were like... Maybe. They're trying to, like, figure out, like, if the terrorists have any bullets left. Oh, also, also, yeah, the one researcher was, like, shot, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so I think I think it was Yumin who actually saw Yomi do finger guns. And well, we don't like, find this out till later, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But so, but she didn't say anything right away. But then, like, it's sort of following up in this round now being like, hey, did you kill him? And he's like, yes, I killed him as the officer. But like... I, oh, I guess she doesn't understand the mechanic. But then like, okay, so I nobody see, okay. actually outwardly says this, but like a terrorist was murdered by the officer last round. The officer only gets to shoot one person per round. So yeah. if he killed this person, it was not as an officer. Yeah, they and don't so, put together that like yeah. two bullets were shot in the same... I mean, like, is it possible that the officer killed the journalist by accident in the first round? yes but like there's so much evidence and then and then also yeah. like yeah why would the terrorist have killed the terrorist in the second round yeah so it doesn't exactly. make any sense but like everybody's so like he's so good at acting confused and everybody's so ready to accept that he is in fact confused that they are all now confused yeah but they sh they just shouldn't be and this is where yeah. they like they, like ultimately like they still probably should have won this game but somehow like a few people get confused about how like 
the bullets of the terrorists work and then <laughs> i think the biggest problem is this conversation is not happening near the officer so the officer doesn't hear any of this well but then the officer comes in the room like they're the fourth person to get added to this conversation and they basically are like oh yeah he says he's the officer and he's the one that shot the idol boy like the officer hears this information like now he has to yeah. like believe it but he's pretty much there for the conversation. Yeah, but then, like, Dong Jae comes in and is like, no, I'm pretty sure he's the fanatic. Look how suspicious he's acting. And manages to turn this whole thing onto GoPro. Yeah. But at this point, Dong Jae knows that the officer is about to kill the other terrorists. So he's fully yeah. incentivized to convince him that he's not the terrorist, right? Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, he's not going to win. So. Right. But he, the, the reason yeah. I still believe him is it's he already, crazy. before this crazy. shit started happening, he was building the yeah, let's kill Yanwu instead. Yeah. Now, his logic for killing Yanwu makes no sense. <laughs> uh, but it works. And it's, yeah. We, what we find out in the big reveal is that Dong Jae did immediately start talking to the officer, the sexy smart man, after... Mm -hmm. He put together that he was the officer for the same reason that you did, where he, like, left the room and then she died. And he was, like, the yeah. only one not there. So he was, like, okay, he must be the officer. So he then, like, almost exclusively started to, like, only talk to him about strategy in a way that I just yeah. think the officer, like, decided that, like, oh, Dong Jae is somebody that I want to work with. Yeah. And, like, kind of put aside the fact, like, the facts of the game. Oh, like, really? really? Like, hmm. I, I, if you were the officer in this scenario, so what ultimately happens is that, like, the officer does go ahead and kill the GoPro woman. And that yeah. is just, there's nothing about anything that was going on in the game unless he somehow was not being included in, in like, the group conversations. There's nothing about the game that should have made him do that. I think because... that the key is that he somehow misses that... Yome admitted to killing the researcher. Like, because he wasn't there for that part of that conversation. No, it, it is definitely said to him. Is it? Yeah. So the, the state of the game is there's two quote-unquote enemies, if you're the officer. There's a terrorist, mm -hmm. and then there's somebody who's pretending to be a terrorist, right? And yeah. there's so much inf like information in the game at this point that there are two people at acting suspiciously. Which means yeah. between the two of them, one of them is the terrorist and one is the fanatic. Yeah, yeah. Now, determining which one is which is difficult, I think. Now, I think I would have killed Guillaume before I killed uh, the other guy. Bong because Jay. the yeah. whole, like, pretending to be the journalist thing is weird if you were the ter terrorist, I think. Okay. It makes a lot more sense if you were the fanatic. Now, if he, I don't know if he had all that information, but, like, it really just does not make sense that he wouldn't kill wouldn't kill one of the two of them and like i just think he i think it got to like he just liked dunje honestly <laughs> like it's the only thing like now it's good on dunje for making him feel so comfortable with him that he was yeah. like oh he like i like this guy he's not lying to me but it makes no sense that he was able to convince yeah. him like he there was no logical reason he was just like this person's been quiet you should probably yeah. just kill them yeah yeah <laughs> It was definitely like, this kid's a smart kid. I Yeah, I, 
I thought you meant that he decided in that moment, oh, I'll just go along with what this guy says so I can like team up with him long term. Oh no, no. Which I did not think was he, the case. But okay, no, like yeah. like he wants to be able to team up with him, so he worked with him because he thought he could trust him, but like didn't yeah. factor. You know, yeah. like he yeah, didn't yeah, yeah. he almost ignored the logic of the game just and went along with the person he just liked is kind of how I yeah. saw but it. But not like in a purposeful way, but yeah, that's I agree. In like uh happen. I'm not yeah. good at this game kind of way. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the uh the sexy smart man not looking so smart basically is what I'm saying. It does better um, in later episodes. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so they killed a GoPro woman and she's just an ordinary citizen but of course like and the game so is there's still a thing not about over. this show that is that um every single episode is a massive fucking cliffhanger oh and yeah so yeah. they end on when she dies but they do not reveal who she is so that is a theme of every episode it is kind of frustrating <laughs> it is why i watched so many in a row yeah so yeah now we're in episode two uh yeah sock Jin we get revealed is the officer that's like he Actually, he ends up telling everybody he's the officer, right? Yeah. Before he kills the GoPro woman, I think. Yeah, and they all watch it. Like, they're all in the room with the books, and he's like, this is how I'm going to yeah. kill her. Because, <laughs> again, I think he realizes, this is why I'm kind of confused. Like, I think he's revealing himself because he realizes the terrorist already used the bullets. Mm, right? Yeah. So, again, yeah. like, him finding out that Guillaume is pretending to be the officer, and he's admitting that he's the one that killed. Again, this is something that, this is something that the fanatic would also do, but it's just crazy that he's. Oh, you know the key piece has of like information he's subjects. missing. Okay. What he's missing is that I think it was human. Doll, you may do the the finger guns like right before she died or he died. Whoever he killed, like if if he had that information, like that should have a hundred percent been like, okay, he's not the fanatic. He's definitely the terrorist. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But again, you, that information is not necessary to figure this out. Like, two only yeah. two people are being super sketchy, and there's only two people that would be sketchy. So picking a third person is just totally wrong. Yeah, but it would help him, like, be like, I don't know. Again, it's more information he... is better, but all the yeah. information's there, you know? <laughs> but but I think, like, his, like, natural tendency to want to, like, Dong Jae is what's getting in the way of him viewing Dong Jae as sketchy. So it's... To him, there's only one sketchy person and maybe this mystery other sketchy person that's being offered up to him just because... He's trusting like the word. Hey. He's yeah, trusting exactly. the word of the sketchy person. Which makes him seem unsketchy to him, yeah. No, but the the, the, the sketchy person is not suggesting that he kill the other the sketchy other person. The other sketchy person, yeah. So, which is like extra sketchy that they're not suggesting that, right? <laughs> <laughs> but if you don't think sense. the sketchy person is sketchy... And you think the other sketchy person might be the fake sketchy person, <laughs> then I can sort wrong. of see how he got to this bad logic. No, it's just bad. He's like more than anybody else in the game. On top of not killing anybody in the first round, the officer, I think, is most to blame for what ultimately happens. Because there was there, there was plenty of other people in the game where if they were the officer, the citizens would have won. Yeah. And I don't know why he was so frequently not where the information was happening like uh, how he did not know in the first round who the terrorist was i'm i'm pretty surprised i honestly feel like he must have found out but like was just too like didn't want to be like trigger happy and like mm. i don't know i thought it, i feel like he overthought it or something and didn't want to 
like give himself away or like he was still like there's a little bit of doubt and he just didn't want to like kill the wrong person and he decided like i'll just save it for a round and then ultimately it was like ultimately like ultimately like still should have won even though he didn't kill anybody in the first round so like it wasn't necessarily terrible to not kill somebody in the first round but then he just has a total misread yeah later yeah so the gopro woman is an ordinary citizen and then he just takes a full 180 on Dungey <laughs> after that, basically. Everybody's mad at Dungey because it was pretty much only his idea. Yeah. Only one person. He chose to believe one person out of all the people, which is very weird, again, that he chose to do that. <laughs> like, all, like, even if everybody's not a citizen, like, the majority of people are citizens and they're telling you, like, don't kill this person if you're the officer <laughs> and you still do it like yeah it's just yeah. a terrible read um now everybody's mad at dunjay and again it, it like kind of gets I, I do think this is a tough coin flip now i feel like i would have shot like if, knowing everything i saw leading up to this i would have shot guillaume before yeah. i would have shot dunjay but i could see how it's like more of kind of a coin flip scenario but everybody i think gets a little emotional about it and they're like oh yeah they yeah. get they're like specifically mad at dunjay about the last round so they're like Fuck this guy, just kill him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some people do argue that he must be the fanatic. Uh, but then Sukjin takes a full 180 and decides to decides that Dunjay is the terrorist and kills him. And this is basically the last move of the game because it's either the Sukjin is going to die to the virus after this round. Yeah. Last chance they have to kill the terrorist. The other thing in the in the in the previous round is by the time he realizes that he should probably kill Guillaume. There's only like five minutes to decide, and then oh, like, yeah. Young Jay gets in his ear. But here, he had like thirty full minutes to just make this decision. But it was a big and, emotional like, decision, is what yeah. fucked him over. Yeah. But like, if if the key information is like Young Jay pretended to be the journalist, and that's just a weird move if you're the terrorist. And I, I maybe well, um, I don't think I don't think Sokjin knew that though. Yeah, but like maybe this is more on. Uh, Junbin then yeah and not re-bring up this information at the last second but like like it, like may, maybe Junbin just has to be like put it together himself and be like this guy this guy told me he was the journalist like why would he do that if he was the terrorist <laughs> um so yeah. but yeah so they get it wrong again he had two rounds to get this right and they get it wrong and the big reveal is that Dongjae is the fanatic and now the citizens have lost <laughs> and yeah the well, and the except they, they they do like still have to sit around through the next couple rounds. Like, I think they, they actually sat there for 30 no, they minutes. they a hundred. It was more than thirty minutes. They had to go to like round seven before. Did they? The like last citizen would die. Yeah, I don't they, think they, so because they were they were like dead people. So like the virus was like jumping over the dead people. You know what I mean? No, I think they even said like it took until round seven until the last oh, really? citizen died. Yeah, yeah, oh. like hmm, okay. Now, maybe they did an abbreviated version of the rounds, but, like, I don't know. They made it seem like they made them sit around and wait. They also did manage to develop the cure uh, in, in the round where it didn't matter. It well, was, they did uh, the, the first stage of it. They would have had to. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. They they did the first, yeah. Like, uh, the, was it uh, the luggage lady? Yeah, yeah. Hayseung had the antibodies, but at that point, yeah. the researchers were dead, and there's nothing to do about it. Yeah. And so this is when we get this big, like, six hours earlier flashback to Dong Jae and Chiwon making an alliance. So they actually agreed to work together. I think they, they did show this in the very beginning when they, like, were just sitting on the couches before they played the main match. Yeah. Um, 
see again this is why i was kind of like was this an agreement to alliance and it just kind of worked out like i don't feel like they fully agreed to be an alliance they were just kind of talking about how like oh yeah it would be we sh- maybe we should work together but it wasn't like a full-on no i thought they were I don't know. because they were like w- nobody's around looking at us right now like if we don't talk outside of this nobody's gonna suspect us ever at all like let's be in an alliance the the clip that i don't remember seeing that i wish we would see if it was there is that like i i don't recall like during the main match c1 having any discussion with young jay whereas like okay they did tell each other who each other were but they didn't mm-hmm. actually talk about how to make each other win and it's but and it seemed like almost like young jay just took it upon himself to quote unquote like make them both win but also all his actions I think were that's... helpful for him too. So I it was hard for me to tell if he was I, I think that might just be an edit. But like why Especially wouldn't cause... you show them strategizing if they did? Well I think they're like trying to get it through this kind of quick and also like I think he becomes a slightly bigger character in the next couple episodes than she does. That's absolutely what it felt like in episode one. Was that like he like he did do bulk of the work. Now it was good on her to kill somebody before she got killed. That was actually pretty big. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, she only found out that because the the journalist told Dung Jay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and then, then he Dung Jay told her. her. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Dung Jay did like basically carried the team in terms of like getting the information and everything. Yeah, but I think they they kind of talked about a bit of what to do. And... I don't know. I don't remember seeing that. Well, I just don't think they showed it because they want to make him out to be the big strategic guy here because in the next couple games he kind of is the bigger player. Okay. I think it's a story they are trying to tell about him. Because Dung Jay, get, like, he gets killed, and then basically the game's over, but he still has to go sit in the dead person area in the dealer's room. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he gets in, he's like, he says to C1, like, oh, I kept up my part of the deal. Yeah, which I think the but, deal was like... Like, C1 the... didn't react in a way that was like, oh, yeah, we did it. She was kind of like, oh we had a deal like that's kind of how i like i saw it as i don't know well because when they first said they were gonna like be an alliance they were talking about how they could be in such a sneaky alliance because like if they just didn't talk after that moment no one would ever see it coming and so he comes in in front of all these people and is like hey we did it and i think she's just like why are you telling people we did it no that's what you think my my what i'm wondering is just I get the vibe that, like, let's say C1 had a role where she didn't get any uh, pieces at the end. Uh-huh. Like, I don't feel like <laughs> Dong Jay would have, like, walked in there, been like, we did it. <laughs> I feel like he would have just been, like, wouldn't have said anything and just not shared any of the pieces. <laughs> That's how mm. I felt about it all. So it just like she won more pieces than him, so she brought up the fact that they were working together afterwards. Is <laughs> how I felt. I guess you could see it that way, but I don't. I don't think okay. it could happen. I get, I get, uh, I get Dung Jay villain vibes. <laughs> Honestly, that's the that's the vibe I got. Not like actually he's a bad guy, but yeah, like yeah, he's yeah, the villain character or whatever. And I think in a lot of ways, like other players on the show, paint him that way going forward. Deservedly but... so, I think he deserves <laughs> it. <laughs> um, all right, what else was in this flashback? Um, 
Oh, we learned that the the way they infect people is like by putting up the number of the person in a mirror. So like yeah. the whole arm thing was nothing. Yeah. And Guillaume did it. It wasn't even Siwon. Yeah. That was weird. I, yeah. I kind of like, that was just like such a weird coincidence, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. That Orbit like assumed that would be the thing. And then she already had done it. They had also already picked him. She yeah. like actually happened to be a terrorist. I don't know what she was trying to do in that moment. Other than just like actually confirm that he was... I don't know. Maybe she yeah. trying to act. She was trying to act like an ordinary citizen by asking him if he was an ordinary citizen. I I don't know. It was yeah. Weird. Yeah, and then it was human. We see actually saw the. She's the doctor, right? Yeah. She actually yeah. saw Guillaume finger gun the idol boy, mm-hmm. but basically doesn't tell anybody. Yeah, that was another big communication. That breakdown. is like the most frustrating thing to me. Like I. Like we're gonna find out, basically. Like, so the 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 two people with the most pieces have to decide who goes to prison because there's mm-hmm. a, there's a bunch of people tied with one. Yeah, like that shit would have. I mean, like again, she wasn't on my team, so maybe I wouldn't be mad at her. But like, when you play these kind of games with people, and then like somebody who should be like working with you, like just doesn't play the game, like, <laughs> and like. It's just so frustrating. So, like, I, I actually yeah. wasn't mad that Yumi's going to be selected to go to jail because basically she just. But I think nobody knows that she she saw that and didn't say anything, though, at the time. That oh, is that true? Getting picked. Yeah, I don't think anybody knows that. Unless she admitted it. I think she does tell people later. I don't know if she told the people that broke the tie, but. Yeah, I don't think she, she told the people, people who broke the tie. Okay. So, yeah, at the end of this, we've got C1. And Gyom, May, no, Gyom, I can't, I can't do this name. <laughs> um, they each get four pieces and then Dong Jae gets one. And then like, even though Dong Jae is not in the top people who have the most pieces because he was involved in this alliance from the beginning, he kind of like helps, well, suggest to them who they should pick to go to jail. And he offers up Yanwu, who is GoPro, uh, Dong Ju, who is cool lawyer, and Yumin, who, the finger gun thing. Um, but he doesn't know about the finger gun thing. And I just, I don't know. These are all women. Two of them were ordinary citizens who didn't have any power, so they couldn't do anything. He basically says that, you know, we should get rid of the dead weight before this prize match. And, like, Dong Ju was out there doing science, research and stuff. Like, there was no way she was not doing her part in this game. And I just got a little annoyed. That's like, why, why are you trying to get rid of all yeah. women? For no legitimate reason right now, dude. What's yeah. going on? So this, yeah, so this, the his idea that he pushes, which makes sense, is let's if people are going to be bad at these games, let's get rid of them so they don't they don't like weigh us down in the prize matches. Yeah, but none of these women have a reason that he knows about to say that they were bad at a game. Like if uh, anything, if I were going this way, I would say everybody's favorite auntie. She just told everybody she was a reporter or a journalist right away, and that was a real bad move. Like that—that's a bad move that happened in the game that everybody knew about. Yeah, you know? I think that—that that is fair. I mean, I don't know if he doesn't know about Human's mistake with the finger guns, but ultimately, like Human is probably the best person to put in, so I don't really mind. That yeah, I just don't think that he knows about the finger guns. The GoPro thing makes sense in terms of like if he actually like threw her out as a terrorist because he thought she wasn't doing anything and that, but like, you know, it's like consistent with how he's 
procedure, but it's like I legit guess. But like then... she had nothing she could do in this game you know like she had zero powers she was there to shake hands and hope yeah i don't know like what the other ordinary citizen i mean like out of all the other ordinary citizens was anybody doing anything uh i don't know i mean some people i mean some ordinary citizens were doing things like orbit or whatever but dunk yeah dunk you the cool math lawyer like that makes no sense like he, yeah. she was definitely doing stuff uh the other person who probably should go in is um jubin the, the traveling youtuber and he even admits like yeah i really sucked at this game i should probably be the one going to jail <laughs> and like he doesn't offer himself up but he says it in a confessional <laughs> that and he... that's something that dung jay should have known about because he observed him sucking because he lied to him about oh, being a researcher true. and then immediately the researcher got revealed and... that's 100 percent true yeah. yeah so like why is he not offering him up yeah that yeah you know? that doesn't make so... sense I'm a little annoyed in that front. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> His choices don't make sense. Although, wait, does he... Yeah, he should only... He should also be tied amongst the people who don't have coins. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, yeah no. Everybody's he's an option, yeah. Except for... Dung the three the of them, yeah. Terrorists, yeah. So, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Thankfully, I don't think the terrorists really take what he says into thought too much. Um, well... I think they go off their own. Because I think... So what they, I think, um, C1, I think she might have known about the finger gun thing, right? Well, but she was dead. She, she was dead, but I, this happened when they got back in the room. I think she was talking about how, oh, I did see Guillaume do the mm. finger gun thing. Like, it makes sense now <laughs> that okay. he was the terrorist. I think people found out about it. I don't know. I think specifically that's why she chooses human. I don't think necessarily she was listening to Dunjay. Um mm-hmm. So okay. Yuma, Yuma is the first one selected. And then Guillaume just goes, doesn't do what Dungjae suggested at all. And he goes with Kyungrim, everybody's yeah. auntie. Which is, which is also fair because she yeah. kind of. She like, just trusted everybody immediately, got herself killed. And she was an important yeah. role that would have been helpful. Now, I, I, yeah. am, I am kind of, I was kind of thinking like, okay, if you're the journalist, you research somebody. Like, say she didn't tell anybody before she reached her somebody and then just independently found out that C1 was the terrorist. Like, what mm-hmm. is the play after that? Like, do you just sit on that information? Or, like, I almost kind of think, I don't know, like, maybe you sacrifice yourself and just, like, but you have to be mm-hmm. like, whoever the officer, like, I am the journalist, whoever the officer is, kill C1. Yeah, you have to really commit if that's what you're going to do. Otherwise, you have to sit back and kind of wait for other people to fuck up and, like, reveal who they are a little bit more. Because, honestly, like, the like Siwon kind of did the thing that you would almost want her to do, which is kill you after you make that announcement to everybody. And that yeah. will only prove that you were telling the truth. Uh, Not necessarily, because if she announces that she is the journalist, regardless of if she is saying the truth or not, like... Why would the journalist lie? Well, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, even if, like, as a terrorist, she would want her dead regardless. So, it, but I guess then her thing is revealed. So, it does kind of confirm that she was true. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, if you're the journalist, you almost want, like, you almost want to make the announcement and then get killed by a terrorist. And it proves that you were telling the truth about who the terrorist was. And then you just hope that everybody else can figure out the rest of the game for you. Ideally, you would, like, people would react so fast i mean in a perfect world like they would just believe you and the officer would kill her before she even were able to yeah. kill her kill you back but you gotta make sure that whoever the officer is they hear it you know like you have yeah. to really commit to being open about it she either had to like keep it closer to the chest or 
be like make sure that whoever the officer is just knows that this is true. Yeah. And honestly, maybe she did tell everybody. And I still think like there's a chance that um Sukjin just like got a little timid about using a bullet in the first mm. round, honestly. But I don't know. But ultimately she's gonna because of that, Guillaume at least thinks that she played poorly. So yeah. Guillaume and Yumin are gonna go to prison. Straight to jail. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Describe the jail to me, Sarah. This is Okay, great. okay. So everybody is gathered up at the side of the arena and like this thing opens up and you see like a cave, like a very small little cave with a bunch of bars and they like send them into this room, close the door behind them and then everybody else leaves. And as far as you see as a viewer right now, they're in a very teeny, teeny cave with no lights on. But then we get a shot where, okay, they turn lights on in there and there is a secret passage almost in the back of this teeny cave and they go up the stairs and then it's a slightly bigger cave (laughs) with two like bare bones beds and like a little desk and a bucket for washing up in and there's a bathroom we never see and yeah they get locked in there and they are there for like 18 hours or something they do bring them food but it's literally milk bread and like a tangerine (laughs) like it's they treat them like it's prison a little bit (laughs) The meal wasn't so bad. I didn't, at least I didn't. Well, I mean, compared like, to what the okay, so they had. showed them getting that and then like down in the living area, they're literally eating lobster. Like, yeah, it's they get ridiculous. Like a, they get like a buffet in the living area. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we said this before. They they have to stay in the jail cell until like up until the right very before moment, the main the match. Next, the next day yeah. when the main match starts. So yeah, they're pretty much in there for 18 hours, assuming like the main match games take about six hours i guess it depends on how long the main match games are taking but yeah that's pretty crazy and they (laughs) have nothing with them and they they can't can't change their clothes or anything they can't change they can't shower they don't have their phones they don't have a book now on subsequent days people bring books and stuff with them because they're like i might go to jail i need to read a book or something yeah and they (laughs) let them do that contraband into the they don't even sneak it in they just let them have it uh, you gotta tighten up security at this prison. That's <laughs> weak. But yeah, after, they they kind of search around at a certain point, and they find a like a little metal puzzle, and that's what they spend their time trying yeah. to figure out. If you compete, they call it like a cast puzzle. It's like these metal pieces that are like intertwined together, and then if you can make them come apart, you beat the puzzle. And whoever like beats it first is supposed to win or get a piece. Or, they just, they I win, forget like, exactly what piece, it says. Yeah. yeah. Which is pretty big when a bunch of people only have one piece. So Yeah, absolutely. But only one of them can beat it, and there's two in the cell. So they're like... Taking turns trying to yeah, solve Kyung- it. Kyungram and... eventually solves it, but it, it feels like uh, Yumin just kind of like let her do it. Yeah. <laughs> like she got, I don't know how long she Yumin actually tried. And I think she doesn't solve it until like the next morning even. Oh, like, really? Okay. It's like kind of almost last minute, it seems. Yeah, Kyungram's experience on the show is actually, like, the roughest so far. She was, like, the first to get killed, which is, I mean, partly her own yep. fault, but whatever. So she was just waiting in the death box. <laughs> for hours. The death room for hours. Yeah. And then she immediately had to go to prison <laughs> after Where she just waits for 18 hours. Yeah, so they get sent to jail, and then the other players return to the living area. Um, Dungjae gets Siwon and Giyom to give him a piece. Yes. Now, if I was Guillaume here, I feel like I'd probably just give him a piece. Yeah. I don't know, actually. It's a tough call, because, like, you didn't have a formal agreement. 
but like he did he did find out what the situation was pretty early on in the game because dong jay went to him and went hey i'm in an alliance with with uh siwon yeah so i know who you I are think, i think i would give it to him because like literally i would have lost if it wasn't for him yeah absolutely now if he just like said like hey we're on the same team and then like i still did the bulk of the work and i never actually like it was never really my idea to team up with him you know <laughs> i yeah, don't know yeah. if it would be the same you might still do it just for the the social aspect of you're now part of this alliance instead of giving a piece to somebody that like thinks i owe them though like i would rather use pieces to like give to other people you know i guess it depends on if you are feeling good about an alliance with Siwon because at this point you have to assume that she and Dongjae come together and if Dongjae is not on board because you didn't give him a piece it becomes problematic potentially yeah I mean like I would give it to Dongjae just because like I w literally would have lost the game yeah, yeah, yeah. but like I would not assume if I'm Giam like because I'm giving him a piece that like I'm part of this like three-person alliance with them now yeah, but if he comes up and asks you for a piece and then you don't give it, you can kind of assume you're definitely not you're in not, this alliance. Yeah, they might actively work against you. Yeah, yeah. But I, I would be, like, trying to find people I like and just be like, hey, I want to work with you. Like, here's a piece. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't want you to be in last place anymore because I don't mm -hmm. want you to get eliminated, like, kind of thing. And then build trust that way. It's just really hard because none of this is, like... Like, it's secret at the time you're trading or whatever, but the next time you go to a match, they will show who how many pieces everybody has, and people can figure out who gave who what, you know? Yeah, that's true. But, like, I, I wouldn't really care that people, though, that much. Like, I don't know. Like, I'd be worried that, like, by being in the lead, I would be kind of, like, boxed out of the next match. Yeah. So, like, I'd be trying. Like, as long as I'm not going to get eliminated, I would want people just to, like want to work with me kind of thing and i think that makes sense at this stage of the game knowing what you know about the game at this point in future games if you're in last place in the game they at least one of them they take four four pieces from you so oh, i think really? at that point you turn into a piece hoarder potentially you know just because yeah 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 that's... i would just feel good like yeah. knowing that so many people only had one i wouldn't i would feel pretty good if i had two like i wouldn't worry about having like three or four or whatever at this point yeah at this point but once they do introduce that mechanism in then like it, yeah you get you definitely get a survival there. situation yeah. yeah but hopefully if you have been working if like you, if you make an alliance that is then successful in the later games you will have like enough coins amongst yourselves that you don't have to worry about that anymore all right um anything else that happens in the living area uh yeah so basically Dongjae Siwon and Giyum now all have four pieces and everybody mm -hmm. else has one. Now, Dungjae says to uh, Sokjin that he's going to make it up to him for lying to him. Oh, yeah, yeah. This, this is yeah, like, okay, want to make it up to me? Give me a goddamn piece, you asshole. <laughs> like, yeah, right, you're going to make it up to me. You could just give me a piece right now and uh, mm -hmm. like, you literally have currency that could make it up to yes. me. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and you're not doing it. So this is why I highly question <laughs> if this guy would have acted so we were a team if he was the one with the most uh, pieces after the game was over. And it does seem like uh, Sokjin wanted to work with Dunjay because, like, I don't know, he doesn't seem, like, that upset about it, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I think he's like, like he's he like, sees yeah, what he did in the game together. and he's like, yeah, that I see that value that you bring, yeah. 
Honestly, Silk Jin should be in the goddamn prison. I'll be honest. <laughs> this, he's a, probably number one should be in the prison. Okay, okay. I don't know why I didn't say that earlier, but he definitely should. <laughs> Silk Jin and probably... I, mean, I would still put um, Yumin in before uh, Kyung Rim, I think. Okay. Those are probably my top two. Given you had all the information about yeah. what happened earlier. I mean, everybody should... I, I don't There's got to be a good amount of people that know that Silk Jin just absolutely fucked that up like <laughs> even though even the terrorist should kind of know that he fucked it up but i feel like he fucked up because so many people were not sharing him for like he did not get the information he needed to to do his role effectively i mean he did yes make bad decisions at the end but i think like earlier on like i think round one would have gone different if other people in the game would have been officers and they would have won the game with the same information but or like the same you know <laughs> i don't know i think it's pretty bad um all right and then we already talked about all the prison stuff right oh there is this one silly moment where so there are these board games in the living area oh yeah yeah this is actually cool and so i think it's c1 and yonwoo take one to their game and start to play or whatever um and they're like i don't know if these are just games that are there or you know they're there to keep your brain sharp or maybe they're clues for future stuff don't find that out but um so while they take this game then like Junbin and Orbit from their room can kind of see this stuff. And so Junbin's like, should we go play a game too? And Orbit's like, nah, let's just stay here and talk about science. <laughs> yeah. Junbin's like playing a, like a video game on his, on some sort yeah. of like, like. I think he's uh, got a switch. Is that what it is or something? Yeah. yeah. They're not allowed to have their phones, but I guess they can have like things that don't connect to the internet or yeah. like that would give them outside information. That was, that was funny. I, I, I mean, I, you've already watched ahead. Like I assume that these board games were going to be like, at least like an element of a main match game or maybe a prize game later on. And so like... far that has not been true. Okay. okay. But who knows? You know what? Maybe it's, maybe it's for the, um, like the final. Oh yeah. Like uh, these board games might relate to the final game. Yeah. Uh, that'd be cool. They got to tie in some way. Cause like literally the board games just say like devil's plan board game. Yeah, like they like like if they're like existing games, they have rebranded them. But that might just be or something. Yeah, they reboxed them, but that might just be to deal with not have to deal with copyright stuff or something. I don't know. It could be. I don't know. I would assume that the game. I would be playing the games for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, then it's time for the prize match. Um, the prize match. We don't. I don't think we need to talk about it as much. Uh, I I do think these prize matches are much more interesting to watch than the death matches from the genius. Yes. But in terms of talking about like the strategy of them, at least in this first, at least for this first episode, it's not as like there's not a lot of strategy. It is just it's not as consequential. Tag. It's like they're working together to do the objective, and maybe there's some strategy to the objective, but ultimately, like everybody's on the same. Everybody's at least working to finish the objective. Now, there, yeah, the, the wrinkle is orbit. <laughs> Oh, not I was well. There's a wrinkle in terms of there's a there's the ability to earn pieces as individuals in the prize matches, so yeah. you can kind of get greedy and try. Well, this first game, it's not even really greedy. It's kind of like um, if you just perform better, yeah, then you get pieces. Like if you perform better than other people, um, but then we can get into it. Do you want to describe this game? Yeah. Okay. So they come into the main game arena place, and there is a merry-go-round, like a real simple merry-go-round in front of them that has numbers on each of the spaces. And then there is a platform next to the merry-go-round. 
So they will each accompany one of these spaces. It is going to slowly rotate and they're going to have a little puzzle placed in front of them and opened on this platform. And it's one of those like you have a sheet of paper with a geometric shape on it and a bunch of little geometric like pieces that go together to make this bigger shape. And so they only have as long as they are in front of it while this wheel is rotating to work on it. But they all, I think they have three minutes per puzzle and they need to solve 10 puzzles in order to secure the prize for this game. And if you happen to be the person who is in front of the puzzle when it is finished, you will get a piece. Sorry, you will not get a piece. You will get credit for finishing the puzzle. Mm, If you finish a subsequent puzzle, you will then get a piece. Yeah, if you finish two puzzles, you get two. And then if you get two puzzles, you get one. And then if you every one you complete after two, you get an additional piece. Yeah, so you get however many puzzles you have finished minus one pieces, basically. Yeah, the caveat being that, like, specifically, like, whoever the puzzle is in front of. Not whoever put the last piece in. Yeah, it's like not who put the last piece in, but, like, whoever the puzzle is in front of when the puzzle gets solved. So, like, if somebody has long enough arms, they can, like, still be working on the puzzle, even though the puzzle's, like, not in front of them. Yeah, which is what happens at least twice. Like, Cool Lawyer is finishing the puzzle, but then... Junbin is in front of the puzzle as it is finished and therefore gets points twice, at least. And Junbin is, like, the worst at this. Yeah. The first one he doesn't even touch, and then other ones he is not good at. Yeah. So Junbin ends up getting a piece for solving two puzzles, even though he literally does nothing. (laughs) But he does give it to her after the fact, so that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. But the whole wrinkle in this thing is that Orbit has decided that they should try to strategize to maximize the number of pieces that get awarded to them. So he's like, once the first puzzle is solved in front of someone, he's like, okay, we should just wait, even if you think you solve it, until it's in front of him and he can finish it. And then he'll just get a bunch of pieces and we can redistribute them. Yeah. Which not everybody is on board with. What's the game? Like, Okay, let's say they do it perfectly. Let's say they execute Orbit's plan perfectly, right? Mm-hmm. It would be one person. It's 10 rounds, right? One, one person, person would get gets, nine pieces. And there's nine. Oh, no, there's 10 of them, right? Yes, there are 10 of them, ten of them. So it's in awkward. this game right now. And there's two more people who are in prison. No, fuck those and, two people. They're in prison. Well, at some <laughs> point, he even is like, well, maybe we should just give it to the people in oh, prison. Now, like, now he's talking crazy. Yeah, and that actually starts to rub people the wrong way. And I I guess his logic is he's trying to get more pieces in the game so that way they can keep people in the game longer because that's his goal. He wants people, everybody to still be in the game until the very end of the, of, you know, the final day. Yeah. But like at this point, all they know is that sometimes they will lose pieces. They do not know how many pieces they will lose or how that all works. And so if production wants to get rid of anybody, they can just adjust those numbers before they play a match and they'll get rid of somebody, you know, like it doesn't matter what he does here. If they want to get rid of people, they'll get rid of people. Like, again, like I was saying before, like if you want to specifically like talk to people and be like, I will work to make sure you don't get eliminated, basically, like basically just having alliance with somebody. Like mm-hmm. that makes perfect sense, and if you want to make those people people that are good at the um the prize matches or whatever to make the prize pool, like there's some logic to it. But this strategy is like he's trying. Like, if you were to say this a few people, it would make them feel good about you. 
but he's saying mm-hmm. it to everybody. So if you're saying it to everybody, you're not actually working with anybody and everybody knows yeah. that you're not working with anybody. And like, this is like literally in the last episode of Survivor, this happened where like this one guy was like, is basically like by far the best social player in the game when it comes to just like talking to people. But he like openly just like would talk to everybody and then everybody saw that he was talking to everybody. And like, even though they liked him, they were just like, man, he's talking to everybody. Like, he's just too good at this. Or like, he, mm. or like, I can't actually, I can't actually be sure that even though I like him and I trust him, I can't actually be sure because it feels like everybody likes him and trusts him, <laughs> which means he can't possibly, like, he can't possibly be on everybody's alliance, which means the chances that he's in my alliance almost means nothing. Right. So it's like, yeah. It's like he's doing something that should make people feel good. Like, okay, he wants to make it so I don't get eliminated. But at the same time, it's like, but you want everybody to not be eliminated. Like, that also benefits me zero. Yeah. <laughs> like, I everybody wants people to be eliminated. Like, I mean, that the first priority is, like, get pieces. And then maybe you want to save people that are working with you from getting eliminated. But after that, like, who cares if people get eliminated? <laughs> yeah. And it becomes this whole thing where... It's like you've got your top couple players who have pieces and then orbit with literally everybody else in a loose pseudo alliance where in every game he's trying to math out the right way to make sure none of those people fail and and leave the game. But that means that the people who are not inside this mega alliance of people who are at the bottom of the, the tier then get pushed out and have get sent home anyway. So like. The logic doesn't even track and it becomes kind of a whole mess for a couple episodes. But at the episode I'm at, I think he figures out that this is not the way to go and hopefully things are about to change. I oh, don't really? Know. Okay. Yeah, honestly, like the show literally starts out and one of the, like the opening things is like, we just ask that everybody plays to win. Like this is not playing to win. <laughs> yeah. So, And I, I also hate how that. he like, he does this like kind of I'm going to control the game thing a lot. Where he's like, oh, you just do what I tell you to. And then, well, when, you know, so like he kind of tried to do it in the, the first match here with his whole like social distancing plan or whatever. But like, and then in here, he's just like, okay, everybody, we're going to do this thing. And it's like, you're not the guy in charge. Like, just stop it. At least in this first game, like, I actually don't like, I, I think I'd sound like a move that I would do, but ultimately because everything he did was actually helpful, like, I don't think I would be like annoyed with him after this first game because he's like at least he's he's doing it but he's doing it when he's making sense but there are definitely some people that just like they think like the first thing that pops in their head and then they they just decide that that's the reality and then they like think that they have this amazing plan and they they just overly confident tell everybody to do it yeah sometimes they just have the charisma to make people do whatever they say, but it actually it is like not good strategy, you know? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But he at least like has the logic to back up what he's doing. Um, so I don't mind it so far, but maybe later he totally <laughs> is over- overconfident with something he says. Um, but all right. Yeah. So this, how does this play out with this cooperative puzzle? Uh, they fail out on puzzle eight. Okay, yeah, yeah, they do fail. <laughs> and it's not because they were trying to do orbit strategy. It was just, like, it was no, too hard. No. Uh, yeah. I, like, I also, like, was pretty much, like, you're not the one physically touching the puzzle when you're watching as the audience, but you're at least able to see, like, okay, I think I see how it goes together. I think yeah. for most of the puzzles, up till eight, I was like, okay, I think I see it. And then we got yeah. to eight, and, like, I also did not see it. 
so and it, they took a little while to get it right after yeah because they all wanted to see what they had, yeah you know, what they should have done so i actually just think it was hard yeah but in terms of the pieces though like two different people get the first two right and then i think orbit kind of talks about his idea and then immediately or maybe it's after the first one i don't know but immediately like dung jay is, is like, like the first nah. person to not do the plan. <laughs> he just like yeah, he, like he's trying to get those pieces, you know. <laughs> and then Orbit's like, okay, well, 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 then we'll let Dung Jay get it, and it's just yeah. Dung Jay like continuously like does like villain like things, and then like the <laughs> like the guys in the house just sort of like, I still trust you though. <laughs> <laughs> but I think he literally said that because he was like, well, Dung Jay's definitely going to keep winning on purpose so we might as well just have him be the person <laughs> yeah but it's like but it's Dungie like has not how, agreed to share why, out these pieces yeah, why yeah. would he uh why do you think he's going to shell out the pieces <laughs> yeah it doesn't make any sense um yeah so dungey gets what like two or three pieces ultimately yeah june gets a piece two. and june Bin gets one but then gives it to uh Dongju because yeah. she actually was the one that solved it. Yeah, and that's about it, right? Yeah. More, more interesting to watch than Deathmatch, but maybe not the best. And so, so far, the their final prize about. money is is zero one. <laughs> no money. Zero one, yeah. If they keep failing, eventually they're going to have to be like, uh, if you win this one, you get like 100,000. or But if you lose, you still get 50. Like 100 million. <laughs> if you lose, you still get 50. Something or they're just like going to have to make something like so doable, you know? Like... I guess they could do that. I don't know how far advanced they are. I guess they could always just make it like, like if they did this one in a later one, they would just make it like, oh, you'll have to do like five puzzles and then they only don't mm. do the hard ones at the end yeah. or something. But yeah, then they failed the prize match and then there's more talking, right? And then they eventually go to sleep. Uh, anything, anything from mm -hmm. before. And that's the kind of, once they go to sleep, that's like the end of the episode, right? Yeah. So it seems like every episode, of the, there's 12 episodes total. So it seems like each episode is like, either a main match episode or a prize match episode but we we haven't watched farther enough to see how the ending works so i don't know if yeah maybe the last two episodes are the whole finale like final two yeah not sure but yeah this is this is my genre of show there this is <laughs> it's a good one my wife also we like watching shows like this together like survivor mm -hmm. and stuff so the only reason i haven't watched further in the show is because i'm waiting to have time with my wife to watch yeah, this yeah. together so <laughs> Otherwise, I would have blown through the show by myself. For for me, it's the cliffhangers at the end that make me go to the the next one, like oh, the really? end of this one. They do a twelve hours later uh, preview of like some people are looking really unhappy and other people are super pleased with themselves. Oh, that got and you. I'm like, ah, yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Well, that and I was just enjoying the show, and I'm like, okay, let's keep going. <laughs> I'm always just like, I want to know what the next main match is. Like the main matches are always so interesting. <laughs> yeah. And hopefully, the prize matches are not like the same ever like the death matches were i assume they're are they they've, they've been, been different they've been different, different so far yeah okay great that's awesome yeah so this show is just straight up just just better taking, than the genius taking, yeah. taking a show that was already good and making it better uh can't ask for anything more that's so good <laughs> all right anything else you want to no. talk about i think i think we we hit it all with this one there is like the stuff that they show that we're not talking about is like there are social dynamics between the players but that maybe we could get into deeper if we were going to talk about more episodes of the show but as of now we're only yeah talking about these two episodes so it's not as meaningful to talk about it but um but yeah i mean i don't know maybe one day if people really like this I, i'd come back around to this someday right yeah if people want to yeah, hear yeah. more i love talking about stuff like this but we talked about <laughs> 
we talked about this longer than I thought we were, and probably longer than you thought we were. Too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, next time. Next what do you time. Wanna, what do you want to do, Sarah? Next time. I think we talked about doing uh, one or two episodes of Love Catcher Bali, right? Yeah, that's been recommended that, to us. If we're gonna go back and forth between a non-Korean dating show and a Korean dating show, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Love Catcher Bali is the next one to do. I think we've had the most recommendations to do that one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Love Catcher Bali. We'll do that next. I don't. At one point, I knew what Love Catcher the twist on Love Catcher Bali was, but. Oh, yeah, I don't remember right now. Um, let me look it up real fast. Oh, it's from 2022. Okay. A Lovecatcher Bali is the season four of Lovecatcher. Takes place in Bali. Seems reasonable. Oh, this is the show. Okay, this is the show that has, like, people that are there to find love, but then there's also people that are there to, like, win money by... <laughs> ah, so this will appeal a... to my cynicism. <laughs> they're... <laughs> yeah, they're, like, love catchers and money catchers. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay. They play a psychological love game to find true love amidst endless doubts. <laughs> this, at, at its value, at, at its face, reading this, I uh -huh. think this show sounds dumb, I'll be honest. <laughs> like, it's not really, like, again, it's, if you're in it, if you're, it depends on what you're in for these shows for. Like, is it messy? It's going to be messy, of course. It sounds messy. It sounds like a totally yeah. messy show. So this is what you're, if you're in for that, um... But if you're in for these shows because, like, oh, you want people to, like, connect and you want to see them be cute together and then, like, and you want it to work out, not, probably not a good format for that kind yeah, of stuff. What if a money catcher just really connects with somebody and wants to turn into a love catcher? Is that allowed? I guess we'll find out. Probably not. I assume it would be, right? Like you would just win money and and that you'd have to oh i guess that's true you'd convince you, you the person just afterwards win. i mean we don't you'd know the like, format yeah. but like you <laughs> you win the money and then you have to convince the person afterwards like no i actually do like you like <laughs> which i <laughs> guess at that like, point why would you why once the show's over and they say that why wouldn't you believe them that's true because then you get them and maybe the money they want i mean everybody wins there yeah 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 we don't know the format though, so <laughs> on its face, it's so wild it speculation like. at this point. Yeah, um, yeah. So we'll see what Love Catcher Polly is all about. <laughs> what do people? Want to tell <laughs> Why do people want us to watch this? Okay, I assume since they're telling us to watch Love Catcher Polly, which is season four of the show, there must be something, something about special. this cast or something that they like. Yeah, uh, we're only gonna watch the first two episodes, so we'll see if anything big happens in the first two episodes, but. Hopefully that'll be enough to get a gist of the show, at least. Yeah, get a vibe, figure out the rules. All right, well, that's the plan. And then two weeks from now, hey, we'll see. Yep. <laughs> we'll, we'll, let you, <laughs> we'll let you know at the end of Love Country Bali what we're doing next time. Um, all right, where can people contact us, Sarah? People can email us at keepwatchingpod at gmail.com or tweet at us at keepwatchingpod or Instagram at us at keepwatchingpod or leave a comment under this video on YouTube also at keepwatchingpod. And if you want to form an alliance with us, you could leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You know what I found oh, out? Yeah. If okay. I go and I look at our reviews on Apple, it's only showing me the U.S. reviews. So then there's a drop down and it's every freaking country. And I have to click through to see if there are reviews in other countries. 
Okay. So if you leave us a review in another country, can you like also email us or tweet at us or leave us a <laughs> comment and tell me what country you left a review from so I can see it? Because there's so many, I cannot click through them all. Wait, did you check all the other countries? Oh, you didn't. Did no, you check, because like, there's too many. I check, like, I checked Korea some. And I mean, we yeah, we don't have any reviews from Korea. We have we, somebody in Canada gave us um, a star rating, but didn't write a review. Oh, okay. And that's all I've found so far. There are too many countries, and Apple is silly. Okay, interesting. I want to know if how bad my voice sounds. So <laughs> I don't think it's that bad. You only know yeah, if it was bad. Like know. if I if I sound like this again, should I bother doing the podcast? <laughs> we'll we'll run you through a, a filter, make you sound like a robot instead, or something. That'll <laughs> that'll that'll be better. Not that, be a horrible be, experience. That would be better than my voice. Is that how bad it is? I don't think so. I, I I mean, but I guess the listeners are the only people who can really tell us that okay. at this point. <laughs> All right. Well, that was fun. I love I love talking. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, that was. A good I trip. knew we were gonna go long on this because I just talk about this shit too much. <laughs> like just talking about what you would do without even talking about what what would you do if you were like 60 minutes is not enough time to talk about what <laughs> what we could do. You know. Yeah. And yeah. especially if you had to talk with like. Like you and I could have a conversation for sixty minutes about what how we should strategize, but then there's like ten or yeah, ten other people in the house that you also might want to have a conversation with. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. There's, I feel like there's so many things, and then you could bring a we could bring a third person in. I don't know. It's there's so. Oh, many and then there's the weird dynamic which I forgot to bring up that like some of these people are celebrities and some of them are not, and. That has to be an awkward situation to try and like strategize through these things or not be like intimidated by really hot famous people while you're just a orthopedist from the US, you know? Like it's it's a weird situation to get put into. Hmm, maybe. I mean I don't think it would affect me. Like I don't I mean I don't know the celebrities on this show, but even if I'm thinking about like, okay, if like if I were to play this show and like The Rock was on the show with me. Yeah. I don't know if I'd really be intimidated. Really? Because it's not a physical competition, you know? It's like... But it's The Rock. He's so cool. Like, I would feel a certain way about, like... I'd feel like, oh, this is so cool. I mean, The Rock or whatever. But, like, I don't know. I, I don't think I would treat him like a different player in the game, you know? Okay. I think you might not be in the majority on that case. Okay. Whether or not people or like can admit it but i just think there's a weird power dynamic at play yeah i guess i i wouldn't be surprised that the rock was like telling people what to do and then they were doing what he wanted to do yeah but like i i personally don't think i would take his word any differently than anybody else's yeah like i, I would be able to just view him as another player mm -hmm. but yeah i'm trying but to there's think potential like, is there for anybody... it to be difficult for people yeah i'm wondering if like there is anybody that that would do that for you where you would just have a hard time not listening to him or feel weird about I it. Know, or maybe a cute girl could get me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the Rock, no, nah, but just some cute girl, sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would. I don't think. I don't know. I don't really think I would be totally influenced. I could see somebody being famous, or like I might like them for whatever reason, and then I might like push harder to try to like be in an alliance with them. Mm. But I wouldn't like assume that like any plan would they that they came up with would be like better than a plan that I came up with. Well, how about this? Like you have people in the same sort of circles of famous people are probably theoretically going to find it easier to network amongst each other and, and form alliances than 
random outsider person who is oh that's a hundred percent true yeah like it's yeah. not it's not a it's not an even playing field like the famous people know each other and then they're gonna work yeah they're more likely to work together especially if they're in like a similar field like they're both actors this happened on the genius mm -hmm. like where people in there was like a a young k-pop idol who worked with like an older idol yeah so it, it definitely happens and you're definitely at a disadvantage coming in that way yeah but it wouldn't in terms of like their social their like social status being able to influence how i think about the game i don't think that would happen it could influence how i think about them but i, I don't think they would be able to like yeah. steamroll me into doing something like just like a bad strategy you know yeah i think that could be the case for other folks though you know yeah i yeah i could see that yeah it's still interesting like uh ultimately like they just need to have entertaining people so yeah yeah they could do like i don't could the show the show definitely doesn't need to have famous people on it but I, I don't know it seems to be a popular um strategy on korean shows to have yeah like pseudo famous people at least and i mean well like on the genius how fun was it to have Sangmin running around being Sangmin? like that was fun yeah so like i get it it's just like it's kind of like easy casting to do it that way as long yeah. as those people care to win but it is also silly from a standpoint of like if somebody's like really successful they're going to be like less motivated to win so i don't know are they going to be less motivated to win or are they going to be trying real hard to not it depends on how show everybody they're like kind of a dummy you know like i feel like there's a risk on that front you know to uphold oh, the reputation so. of i just know. don't think somebody that is successful and like the money isn't going to change their lives like i don't think they're as they're ultimately they're not going to be as motivated unless like winning the show is like some super prestigious thing that they can like carry with them and they feel that mm -hmm. way um but i i would think that a lot of people i don't know if the show is so prestigious at this point <laughs> even if it is yeah. like season five of the genius if you want to call it that like i don't i still don't know if like is it that prestigious that people would want to win even if there wasn't money involved i don't know i don't think it's that prestigious but there is like some sense of pride and like yeah look at me uh i, I won the smart people game yeah you know? Yeah, yeah. But a lot of this is like the YouTubers are on here. It helps their channel. It's basically yeah. it's basically like your skepticism of uh of dating shows. Of yeah. dating shows. Yeah. It's like, yeah, some of like the idol person doesn't expect to win the show. Like they're just like the their employer was like, Hey, we got a gig on the show, like somebody on the <laughs> like somebody should go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So I like I I love Survivor for being like a show where it's all random people that most yeah, like yeah. most of them like the the money is life changing, usually. Oh yeah, yeah. So it really, and, and like, and you already it to already be like a different kind of person to be willing to like go out and starve to to, to win <laughs> to win the money. So yeah. like, you just get like a more serious group of people. Yeah, absolutely. But the the game like the the main match games in the show are just like so interesting. Yeah, it's a it's a whole different. It's almost like a whole different genre compared <laughs> to like like uh, U.S. television. Like there's nothing like this on. Yeah, I don't. Really. I I have not seen anything like this on. Like Sur Survivor American television. Survivor over like now that it's like 45 seasons in, like they they started to add more and more like different kind of advantages and twists into the show. Mm -hmm. Where like a couple people might have like extra votes, and some people might have idols and like whatever. Like everybody has might 
half the people on the show might have like a little something that but it's like not major and like there are people that complain like oh there's too many things i can't keep track of it all <laughs> like <laughs> if they watched this show they'd be like i'm not watching this i have no idea what's happening <laughs> like they would have turned it off when we got to the subsection of the rules about what yeah. the terrorists can do <laughs> yeah. when they were like when they were like they can also win the game if they can develop the cure. And they're like, fuck this shit. It's too complicated. <laughs> There's too many things. <laughs> so, yeah. I love that this is so different than anything we get in the yeah. U.S. Um, I agree. All right. We good? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye.